It's time to grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Tina Chalmers. Hello. Got her name right this week. Yes. And back after about a month, Nick Owen. Hello. Hello. And we are recording live from the table this week. We started last week. Last week, we were like, we're live from the couch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't even live, really, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not live at all. It's uh, there's look. It's a familiar tone to have you back, man. We're very happy to have you back. Yeah, it's been a little while between drinks, hasn't it? It has. And last week wasn't even your fault. Like, <laughs> you had like, oh, it begins. <laughs> she is the Shecky of our podcast. Have I missed that? <laughs> um, yeah, like you had a, you had a couple of graduations. Congratulations, Doctor Nick. Yes. By the way, Doctor yeah, Nick Riviera. Definitely still not a doctor, but thank you. Well, which. <laughs> You're closer to a doctor than we are. That's true. I mean, I've read a bunch of Dr. Seuss books, so I don't know if that counts. Uh, I think we're on the same level. I've watched a bunch of Doctor Who episodes. And my birthday, actually, I'm more of a doctor than you because I share my birthday with Matt Smith, who is the doctor. Yeah, wow. So, uh, suck it, Nick. I also read some... You've got a master in doctorology. I I also read some Doctor Strange recently, so I'm definitely strange. It may be a little bit of a doctor. (laughs) But yeah, but thank you, thank you. Um, and then last week it was uh, it was our fault because we went out to a to a play. So we went to go see or a musical. We went and saw Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, which was a very eye opening experience. Definitely more fabulous than I could have expected. I guess well, it wasn't really a so... show that I wanted to see. Did it? Um, That's it good, good for the listeners. I know, but like no, but it, it was it was really good. The costumes were amazing. The costumes Did it were remind awesome. Remind you of. The musical they go to in the IT yes. crowd. Yes, it did. The whole yeah, time yeah, yeah. I was Absolutely. just like, well, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, being, being second from the front had We're some cons because, like, you. Saw it's everything. very, like, your, your head's up on that angle. You mm. can't see, like, specific things at a nice angle when they're designed to be, like, when she's on the bus. Yeah. But I, I personally enjoyed the gyrating. Um, uh, PVC clad genitalia. I mean, look, I, I, think it's design- I don't think James did. I, think but I, I didn't mind it. I think it's designed for two out of three audiences, and yes. unfortunately, I was in the third audience. So like, <laughs> and it's it's tough because like there are some positions and poses, and like when you are second in the row, there are moments where you can just see right through people because it is so close and exposed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, like you know, it, it was fine. Like it's a street pop musical. Which isn't... I thought the story was really good. I really liked. I mean, story. I said that like we were talking about the other night, and I was like, as much as you know, it took a long time for me to get into it. Like, play at twenty five minutes, which is a long time, especially for a stage show. By the end of it, I was almost in tears. Like, because yeah. there's some really beautiful stuff in there as well. It's just it gets very glittery and fabulous at times. Mm. Yeah. And like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Just a bit much for me. I like... I really liked how like everything was covered in glitter. So mm. like every. Um, prop that they had was a glitterized prop mm. sort of thing. The way that they used the bus was really cool in terms of lighting. Um, but then I also find that I, being a production person and like directing shows and stuff like that, I 
can't just sit and enjoy something. I'm always sitting there watching it going, oh, how'd they do this? And like when we watched Aladdin, I was like, right, okay, let's see these wires. Mm. How do they do the magic carpet? Instead of just going, oh my God, isn't it amazing? So, mm. but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I just, it wasn't the top of my list of shows that I wanted to see. Yeah. But like, it was full, yeah, and full of great performances. We're going to see a bunch of shows in a couple of weeks when we're yeah. in London. Going to go see School of Rock. Oh, you guys are going somewhere. Mm. We're going to overseas <laughs> next week, yeah. So we're going to hit the West End. Um, yeah, the School of Rock musical we're going to see. Oh, we're going so to, good. Going to try yep. and see Book of Mormon again. So. Yeah, and Matilda again. And Lion King? Thing. I've never seen Lion King, so I would love to see it. Are you going to be doing like matinee evening show? Matinee evening show? I don't know. I think we'll get whatever we can. Yeah. We can well, that being said, like Good Friday freed up for us, so maybe there'll be opportunities yeah, to some shows true. then. Um, anyway, let's talk about our travel plans. Although yeah. that is probably worth mentioning. This is travel the last... <laughs> we might do a travel cast. This is the last uh, fully assembled show for about a month. Uh, next week, as I said, like this time next week, Tina and I will be in France, uh, Frenching it up, eating baguettes and Jeez. smoking cigarettes and all sorts of yeah. crazy things. Looking at towers, getting an Eiffel. So good. Bravo. Yeah, so we're going to be away for a while, but hopefully, last time we went overseas, I was like, we'll record. Never did the new record. Mm. I took it with me, never came out. But I think this time we're going to be away for longer, and I think there will be some downtime, mm. especially when we hit Scotland. Like, we do have a lot planned. But I feel like yeah. they'll get to a point where I'm like, you know what? It's late, and we're really tired, so maybe let's just hang out. Maybe we'll just, like, do little updates. What we did last time, actually, was we, re- <coughs> we recorded videos for our family. We were like, yeah. we were like little, little updates. So maybe instead of doing that, we'll record, and then Tina will have our laptops. We could upload. Well, I'm going to be doing some vlogs and stuff anyway, so oh, we've cool. got, like, a dash cam so that I can take footage of the road through Scotland oh, and so stuff good. like that. Mm. And I bought um, a time-lapse timer as well, so I can take, like, panning shots mm. and time-lapses of, like, land, shi- land ships. Landscapes? Landscapes, thank you. I like land ships. Land ships are pretty good. But Buddy's going outside. Loki! No, Buddy's outside. Yeah, to be able to bring like, him back. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't think they'll be as polished as yeah, these episodes. And they also don't need to be hour and a half or two hour episodes, yeah. you know. You can just, like... No. Hit me with a 30-minute little thing. Yeah, well, we'll, I, we'll do, I imagine we'll do one of two things. We'll either um, record full like, episodes or we'll record little tidbits and then come back and like reflect on them in show yeah, yeah. somehow. Um, anyway, that was a really long intro just because it's been a while. But we're fed, well-fed and ready to go. Let me hit you guys with some news. I actually have a bunch of news. Like yeah. Last week we had a lot of news. We have a first, we have a, I don't know if you know this, we haven't discussed this bit of news, but we have a death today. Yeah, I've got that written uh, down. Yeah. Um, not really a performer, but, no, but still. we'll still talk about it. Um, last week we talked about the possibility of maybe Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah in One Woman 2. Yep. It's been confirmed, it's happening. <coughs> nice. Kristen Wiig will be the <coughs> Cheetah in the One Woman sequel. We don't know... Uh, too much about this film yet. Like, there was these theories that's meant to be set in the Cold War, like in the 80s or whatever, which I guess is the best place to put that character because yeah. she's such an unusual character. Like, you can, that way, if you wanted to do it kind of like in a whole bunch of leopard print and stuff, you kind of get away with it. Or if you want to do the comic book version, which is way weirder. Um, Where she is a cheater? Well, what happens is that the woman who becomes cheater, she's. Um, possessed by this cheetah god in Africa. Okay. But the idea... Kind of like Black Panther? Kind, more kind of like... Remember Enchantress in yes. Suicide Squad? Uh-huh. Um, except that was... Yeah. Enchantress, like Egyptian Ench- sort of Enchantress isn't like that in the comics. Enchantress is just like a like a magic girl. And then there's um, 
Incubus and Succubus. So what we saw in it was actually Succubus, but anyway, semantics. So the idea is that um, this cheetah god like possesses human beings, but always possesses virgins, but this mm. woman isn't a virgin, and so it makes her go, the god go crazy, because it's like something about purity and like gods requiring pure flesh and As stuff. As in, so when the god... When the god possesses virgins, is it supposed to be like a good character? Like I, she's a powerful good character? Well, I think it's. I don't. I don't think they've ever like. Done, I don't know if they've done in the comics or not. Like yep. in the comics, we've only ever seen Cheetah as the way. Um, yeah. I know her as, but I think the idea is it's like it's just like a normal assimilation type thing. But in this, because not a virgin, like she kind of goes crazy. Like mm. this is a weird melt, like meld mash of like power and corruption and all sorts of stuff, and she uh, kind of becomes psychotic. Because we all know that. Losing your virginity is a sign of corruption. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because we got... that's the worst thing a woman could ever do in her entire life. Well, I'm glad we got that clear. <laughs> anyway, the next bit of news. I think it's cool. I think it's cool casting. And I actually like mm. that. Like, no, I like that. Kristen Wiig's like a really good actress. <clears throat> and like, he'll mainly know her for comedy, but she did this movie a few years ago called Welcome to Me, which is like a little bit of a comedy, but it's really dark. And it's really, like, it really, like I'm not saying, like, if you want to see what she like as Cheetah, watch Welcome to Me. That's not the film at all, but like you just see it be very dramatic and, and whatnot. So, mm. um, so I, th- I think that's cool. Um, and if she's going to be insane, I guess she could do a little bit of that, her yeah. kind of SNL stuff. Um, next bit of news: we all know that uh, Game of Thrones is coming to an end next year. The last season airs. HBO are not going to. I looked at the wrong news article, but it's okay. It still ties in. They're not going to tear down the King's Landing set. Instead, they're going to turn to a tourist attraction. Oh, nice. Awesome. Very cool. Where is the King's Landing set? I don't know. Because that one is not, like... I think it's, it's in the UK. Yeah, so that one's not, like, um, Malta or anything No, it's like not that. one of their, yeah. like, exotic locations. Yeah. No, I think Malta's used for, like, Dawn. <coughs> they yeah, use that's right. Croatia. They use Croatia. And, and Scotland. Yeah, and mm. Scotland and Iceland. Scotland. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a set and it's in the UK. Well, I was going to say, like, I don't think it's yeah, like the exteriors, because the exteriors are almost all digital. Yeah. So it'd be more the yeah. stuff where they film on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Like the streets if, and stuff. Do you guys have the Blu-rays or like the DVDs yeah, yeah. of them? Yeah, all the Blu-rays. Season 6 has a documentary on it. Yeah, spe- I think I watched that like a while ago, wouldn't yeah. it? at least a year ago now. So. Yeah, well, when it came out, I watched it, so it's a hazy, but I just know that that set is in the UK, so yeah. that's all I know. Um, I think that's a good idea. I wish, like, it's kind of... It's kind of cool, because I'm trying to think what happened. There was a set that was destroyed. Oh, Batman 66. So, like, Batman, like, ran for three years in the 60s. They did, like, 120 episodes or whatever. And then, I think it was ABC, the network who had the rights at the time. Like, all right, well, we're done with that. And they destroyed all the sets. But another studio was like, oh, we'll buy Batman. We'll do another season. So they put it on for And then when they found all the sets were destroyed, they're like, you know what? Like, just don't worry about yeah. it. Like, it's too expensive. Well, I've just Googled it. Mm. And apparently it was filmed in Dubrovnik and Croatia and stuff like that. Um, but for... Oh, it's just crashed. But for season eight, um, they were filming in Belfast. Oh, right. So, so maybe I that's believe what, that's, that's, cool. one, that's probably the one that they're keeping. Yeah. Mm. So I wonder, I wonder if they're going to build a theme park around it because mm. it'd be weird to just go there for like a set. That'd be cool. Like you, like the way that... Um, what's that thing in America called? Um, medieval Times? Like I, we, never, we never went more over there but it's like this kind of whole theme park area like this whole theme park idea that's central around medieval life yeah and you can go and see like a joust and you eat like a giant turkey oh, yeah. leg and drink like meat oh, and that, stuff. Was in, that was in like Ballarat yeah Castle, yeah, yeah. Castle. Castle yeah, yeah probably a little bit cooler go oh, Castle, I don't know. Yeah. go and see some jousting bro <laughs> Castle had a maze 
mm. hedge maze, and I saw two knights fighting with a sword. <laughs> nice. A duel. And then did you see them drinking VBs, necking VBs <laughs> yeah, at the I end of like, it? I could see how unsharp their swords yes. are. Like, <laughs> yes. let's, let's get some... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. But they could totally do that. Like, they do that with Harry Potter, like so they could mm. do that sort of thing. Um, more at Game of Thrones news. Um, once the show's done, they're going to they're in the they're in development at the moment, they're doing a prequel movie. So like kind of I don't know who it's gonna center on first, <clears> but it sounds like they're gonna do yeah, like a little bit like a little bit more setup. I can't imagine A some, Game of Thrones prequel movie. Yeah. Cool. Um I feel like it's probably gonna be maybe um, a Targaryen storyline maybe like go back a little bit because mm. they've done some animated stuff like if you watch any of the seasons but in the newest seasons you had like an animated feature as well mm. which is pretty cool and the animation was really nice but um yeah I think they'd be kind of cool plus you could with that budget you can do all sorts of well I'm surprised they're stopping at a movie I don't know why they wouldn't milk like another five mm. season show well I think they said they're doing a prequel season as well like a spin-off show as well mm. so there is other stuff um but they just announced a movie as well so Plus, if it's unless it's a TV movie, like it's a Game of Thrones in cinemas, which is kind of cool. Mm. Mm, that would be cool. Speaking of TV, season two of The Punisher has started shooting. Um, that's not a pun. I know he likes to shoot a lot, but they actually are working on their second season right now. That's awesome. I loved that first season, so I'm glad they're bringing him back. Frank Castle, hopefully we'll get to team with the Defenders at some point. Still haven't watched season two of Jessica Jones. It dropped last week. We haven't had a chance mm. yet, so... Um, I don't think I'm going to watch it before I go overseas. So that'll be my treat when I get back. Uh, we have a lot of treats when we get back. Yeah, we do. We get back from we get back from our holiday, and then Westworld starts. Yeah. And, oh, really? and Avengers is out. So yeah. Westworld season two. Oh, is that coming soon? Is it? Yeah, the end of April. Twenty first oh, wow. of April, I think we said it was. What? For some reason, I still thought that was like like next year or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, like because the first season was in 2016, so it was like a two <laughs> oh, year God, wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's excellent. That'll that'll tide us over till Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. I don't know what... That's the kind of show I would like to binge, so I might try and avoid yeah. that. Yeah. I think we did that as well. I think we watched. We started watching week to week. No. I think we had like four banked up, watched four, tried watching week to week, and we're like, we'll just wait. Yeah. And then yeah. once we got them all... Because, yeah, because there's so much in there. And, like, you just can't keep up. Like, yeah. Game of Thrones, I think at this point, like, I know the world so well now. Because I think we binge watched the first two seasons in, like, two days. Yeah. So by the time we got to like watching week by week like chumps, at least we kind of knew what was going <laughs> yeah. on. Whereas worst of all, I've seen one season and like there's so much they can yeah. do with it. So binge binge watching. Uh, let's talk about the most successful movie of the year so far, Black Panther. It has officially crossed the one billion dollar mark wow. in less than a month. Happy oh to have God. contributed to that. Yeah, I contributed to it twice. So, uh... All right. <laughs> and they better than us. Uh, I mean, maybe mildly in terms of Black Panther support. <laughs> Um, and Kevin Feige, head of Marvel, confirmed yesterday Black Panther is getting a sequel. We all knew it was happening, but it's nice to know that it's confirmed. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they'll bring back Ryan Coogler as director as well. I really liked what he did mm. for that first film. <laughs> uh, we were talking last week as well that apparently the guy who did the score for the film was like, yeah, I scored a four-hour cut of that movie. So mm. it sounds like there's another hour and a half of footage out there somewhere, so yeah. maybe we'll get some little extras when the DVD comes out. Unlike <laughs> Justice League, which hit DVDs this DVD this week and uh, I haven't bought it yet because I haven't been at work but I was like maybe they'll surprise us like maybe I'll crack it open and it'll be like 150 minutes or something not the case although there's more and more like suggest like more and more teasing online about the Snyder Cut so yeah but but where though like if it's not in the official Blu-ray slash DVD release well I mean there's a couple of things they could do I'm surprised they didn't just do it because when Batman vs Superman was met with mixed reviews and I know it's about this every week but it's going to happen again guys (laughs) 
um, that were like, there's half an hour footage you didn't see. We're going to put on the DVD for you. And then, just the Blu-ray. If you don't have a Blu-ray player, buy a Blu-ray player. Yeah. But like, that was kind of, that was the way they combated that. And when Suicide Squad was met with that kind of critical, with mixed reactions, they're like, don't worry, there's more footage. We'll yeah. send out the ultimate cut. And that was terrible. Um, Wonder Woman, they're like, we have no actual footage. It's a perfect film. Yeah. 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 And it's two thirds of a perfect film. Third act falls apart a little bit, but it's really enjoyable. But Justice League, yeah, there's... Who knows what's going on? And maybe it's because Snyder was fired, or, like, because he exited in such an... Like, well, we don't know for sure if he was fired. It sounds like he was, but maybe because he left in such an unconventional way, like, maybe that's why we don't have a cut yet. Like, the last time this happened with a movie like this was in 1970... No, 1981, I think it was, with the second Superman. Richard Donald was the director. He was kicked off that set, and they released his his full cut of that film 30 years later. So hopefully I don't have to wait 30 years for this Justice League film because honestly I won't care in 30 years time. Yeah. But if it, you know, if I have to wait like till next year or the like the year after, like once they've got their kind of universe back on track, that's okay. Just show me it. Yeah. I want to see what those Green Lanterns looks like. But can you even get the theatrical cut of Batman vs Superman anymore? Yeah. The DVD is the, the DVD oh, right. is the theatrical cut, and like the Blu-ray, there's two discs. So the first disc is the theatrical, second disc is the ultimate. I don't know why anyone would watch that theatrical cut anymore. Like. Mm. Because it's tough. Like, it's a good movie. Like, once you know it all in context, it's a good movie, but there's just so much missing from that first cut. Mm. It's like, you need... Like, once you've seen The Ultimate, I can't imagine anyone going well, back to that. The Ultimate cut, and yes, we do talk about this every single time, mm. but, like, The Ultimate cut, it makes sense why they're fighting each other. Yeah. There's, like, extra scenes added in for motivation. Yeah, like, normally people, normal people cut stuff out of a movie. It's like, oh, well, there's time, so we'll cut out, like, that explosion. Or we'll yeah. cut out, like, this dialogue. Don't cut out integral parts yeah. of the plot. Like, Superman went to Gotham. We didn't know that. Yeah, and that's we, right. That that African lady who was on trial, she worked for Lex Luthor. Like, yeah. why didn't we know this? Yeah. Like, her story began and ended in the courtroom in the theatrical. Oh, it's tough. Anyway, it's crazy. Well, we'll mention it no more. This I week. have no more comic book news, but I still have a few more bits of news. Um, we're going to talk about a trailer in a little bit that dropped today, but... Along with that trailer, we got the first photos of Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore. Yes. And I think he, lo- no, he looks fine. He kind of <laughs> looks like there are moments where I'm like, oh, he looks kind of like a young Richard Harris. Like they're kind mm. of little comparisons and stuff. Loving the hat. Loving the hat. Well, my thought is, at that age, is he at Hogwarts? Yes. Is he? Yeah. How old is he in this? Well, when's the, when are these moves at the 20s? Yes. So that's 70 years before Harry. Yes, and Double's 150. So he'd be 80. He's a good-looking 80-year-old, I'll say that. Like, Jude Law is him at 80 years old. Mm. But, like, isn't he... Isn't <laughs> he... Isn't he... Frodo is like, 50 years so old. Isn't he yeah. at the Ministry at that point in his career? Did he work at the Ministry? He worked there for a while. I am. Um... And then he didn't become Minister, and then he went into teaching. When was the Chamber of Secrets opened the first time? 1940. Because I thought all the Grindelwald stuff was in the 40s in World War Two. That's what I thought. Maybe that was just me hoping because I want to see Dumbledore fight. So, <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets first opened in 1943. Hmm. And then in 1992 to 1993. With Harry. Yeah. But no, I thought Dumbledore was supposed to be working at the Ministry. I'm sure that... Look, I mean, J.K. Rowling wrote it, so she must know what she's doing. Yeah, that's um, true. We'll talk I'll about, talk about that more later. Yeah, we'll talk about that trailer soon. 
Um, last week we talked about Rob Zombie maybe making a comic book movie. I don't think so, because he just started shooting a new movie called Three from Hell, and it's a sequel to The Devil's Reject. So, nothing to do with comic books, but I love that franchise. It's been 13 years since the last movie, and it's weird that he decided to do a sequel, unless it's a spin-off because of the way that last movie ends. Um, but I love me some Rob Zombie horror movies, and this, like, it's got characters that I really like, and it's, that's a cool, cool thing. And then we have one last little bit of news. Um, so yeah, we said like I wasn't really a member of the entertainment industry, but uh, today uh, Stephen Hawking passed away. Yeah, very sad. It's a shame. Which, to be fair, like, what a life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Considering he was meant, like he was kind of diagnosed mm. to die like his twenties or whatever. Uh, his twenties or his thirties? I think yeah. it was his twenties. Like while I was at college, mm. according to that movie that I watched, because I actually don't know. <laughs> like I just watched <laughs> yeah. that movie. Um, he did some remarkable like. Some remarkable living, let alone all the discoveries and theories he put forth. Was he 75, 78? 76, I think. Mm. In, his mid, like in his mid to late 70s. We could look that up, but it's fine. Um, it's too hard to find any We will find out when the Chamber of Secret was open. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but he was in his mid to late 70s. So yeah, like that's, mm. you know, it, it's a bummer. But also, like he already overcame the odds. So I'm sure he would yeah. feel like, you know, life well spent, time Absolutely. well borrowed. So. I think just a, a real heroic figure just of someone who like i mean even leaving aside the intellect mm. just like the adversities that he faced and overcame yeah i mean he was writing by blinking or whatever yeah. not even blinking just moving his eye a little mm. bit yeah yeah i mean that is crazy uh that is all the news that i have fit to print unless anyone else has a secret news article i don't know about um nah. there you go um, <laughs> does anyone have a movie to review? Yes. Oh, let's hit a review then, because okay. I haven't watched anything, so... I managed to watch this in a couple of pieces, because I'm a bit short on time, but I watched the, uh, is it Taylor Sheridan film? Is that his name, Taylor Sheridan? Wind River? Ty Sheridan? Yeah, maybe it's Tyler. This is the young boy, like the teenager or whatever? Or? No, he's the director. I'm talking about the director. Oh, I don't know that. Sorry. I could quite easily look this up as well. Uh, the Jeremy Renner film? Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy it's meant to be very good. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, it's man. kind of a revenge film, um, and this guy, uh, Tyler Sheridan, directed Sicario and Hell or High Water as well. Wait, did he direct Sicario? I thought that was directed by the guy, by Denis Villeneuve. Maybe he wrote it. Yeah, because Sakara I'm pretty sure was by the guy who did Arrival, your favourite space movie. Yeah, boring. And Prisoners. Known for... Well, he's known for it. Yeah. Yeah, writer. There yeah. you go. My bad, writer. Um, and it's set in on a uh, Indian or Native American reservation, I should say, uh, in... I think it's Montana, somewhere like that. It's very... Like, it's a snowy set. Um, and basically, a young um, young girl is found dead all up on this mountain... Um, and they basically just can't figure out how she's got there because she's barefoot. Um, and he's a again a hunter, so he, tra- he tracks animals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And him and Elizabeth Alton, who plays an FBI agent, basically track down the killers. Okay. Um, so I really recommend this film. This is my kind of film. Yeah. Um, but I think if you like suspenseful like murder mysteries, definitely check this out. Yeah. It's not overly confronting or violent. There's a bit of violence at the end um but i think i'm gonna give it eight. Oh, okay yeah, nice. nice 
Yeah, one of the guys at work um, recommended me last year because we were getting close. I was doing the 365 movies. Mm. He's like, I got another movie for you if you've got time. And I was like, oh, I mean, like, I've got time, but I don't know if I'm going to get to it. I was like, what is it? And he goes, Wind River. And I was like, ah, oh. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a good guess. He goes, it might be the topic because it came out last year. It might be your number one movie of the year. And I was like, I just don't think I'm going to get a chance to watch it. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, I think it would have been hard for us to beat Logan last year, but I still want it, to check it out. It, was, it wasn't the best movie of the year, mm. um, but it was really, really good. Well, clearly Shape of Water was, so. Yeah, we haven't spoken since the old. No, we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit maybe as well, because we, um, Tina and I kind of covered a little bit last week, but we didn't get to hit, no, we didn't get to hit, look, we'll, we don't have much of a show, so we'll pat it out with Oscar yeah, talk. That's right. I, I haven't seen any of the films anyway, <laughs> so I'll be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, well that deserved. one. Well deserved well to that director. Nice. Just the one movie you've watched? Uh, I watched Ricky Gervais's new stand-up special on Netflix. Oh, he's a new one. Yeah, just dropped the other day. Maybe even yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty disappointing. Oh, really? I love him, but... Um, yeah, I thought he used to be so clever mm. in his comedy. Is it all? Is it very political and stuff now? It's or? a little bit political, but he just goes for like... His jokes aren't clever anymore. Well, just in this, um, a lot of his punchlines rely on like the c word or saying something shocking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, there was um, um... And, and that's fine, mm. but like I feel like that's a that's an easy way to get to do a punchline. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we watched um, Science a, a few months back, yeah. which I'd never seen before, and um, there were two that really made me laugh. The first was like the exercise regime for fat people, which I thought was pretty funny. About like having the doors are just a little bit too oh, closed yeah. in the cake. I thought that was pretty funny. And then the one, and this is a dark joke, but I really dig on dark humor. It's about the girl who was missing, mm. and he's going on the helicopter, and he sees her in the window, or whatever. Yeah. Or like, um, which I thought was, I thought it was funny, but I could see why people wouldn't wouldn't like it. But yeah, he's just one of those comedians who I think like is heading in that direction, likes to go into that direction. Same yeah. with like Jimmy Carr. Like Jimmy Carr, I actually, yeah, Jimmy Carr is pretty. I really like Jimmy Carr's stand-up, but it's too much entertainment. Yeah, like, because the end of each show is like not a... too much, but after a while, you kind of go, okay. Well, at the end of his every show, he's always like, "Now I'm going to see how long it takes me to offend everyone in this audience," and he yeah. just says the most horrible stuff. And like for me, I don't care because it's yeah. like, like that's the point is to offend. Like he doesn't mean anything he's saying; he's just trying to offend. Like, mm. um, and to see like how far it can go. But there's some stuff. Look, like, I know what my level is. I know what other people's levels are. I'm like, okay, like most people would really struggle with this. Yeah, thing. yeah. But, um, okay, so a subpar Gervais, Gervais mm. stand-up. What else did we watch? We watched um, a little while ago Fred Armisen's stand-up. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, like, he's in everything. Like, you know, you know his face, but... From um, SNL. He was in Portlandia, that show Portlandia. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. And he always plays, like, foreign people um, <laughs> in sitcoms or whatever. He was the Miskuzi guy in Eurotrip. Yeah. Um... Yeah. But yes, he has a stand-up. He had the stand-up special on on Netflix called "Stand Up for Drummers," mm. where it's stand-up comedy, but is literally just for anyone. Like, if you're a drummer, you'll get all the oh. jokes, and if you're not, like, you There's might still stuff for you. You so. might get some of it, but a lot of it like just kind of goes on a tangent. And like, then he just like does history of drums, like goes out and play the drums, mm. and I like it's pretty interesting. But like, there were some points I'm like, ah, oh, this is this like I was like, it's, it's fascinating, but like get back to the jokes. So like, at one point he had like Trey Cool from Green Day on there and stuff, mm. and let us. Talking about like what's like to be in a band, I'm like yeah, but like, jokes, remember the jokes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's one bit that made me laugh so hard. It's not even that clever a joke, but we were just in tears. At one point, he's like, "Someone like, almost died recently." <laughs> and he's like, "I was at um, Disney World," 
And I went, you know, it was me. Disney me. World was Universal. No, it was Disney World. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Disney World. And it was like, it was me and my, my nephew and my niece, whatever. And we're all in the car. And we're on the Indiana Jones where I'm getting to the car. And then suddenly, it just goes off the tracks. Yeah. And he just describes what the Indiana Jones ride is. There was a boulder chase. And then I was like, so so at the end of the ride, I got off and I was like, okay, well, I'll go on it again to like, um, you know, actually enjoy the ride the way it's supposed to be. And then it happened again. (laughs) And it's like, you know, there's like a bridge. It was all rickety. Why is that even down there? Like, but his delivery is so good. I was in tears. And again, like, it's not even like that clever a joke. It's just... It was so funny. Like, he also does this amazing, because he's so good at doing accents. And I was trying to show it to my kids today, but Netflix wasn't working on my phone. Um, but he does this whole scene where he has, like, this map of America, and he literally goes through, like, state by state, even cities within the states, all the different American accents. Mm. Like, he tells you the difference between Austin and, like, and, like Houston, Houston and Dallas. And, Dallas mm. and they're all Texan accents. Yeah. They're all different Texan accents. Mm. And it's just really good. So, yeah, like if you're after like huge laughs, there, there are some good laughs in there, but it's very quirky and it does get very specific. So, but if you're a musician as well, like, I'd, I'd say give it a go anyway, because it's just different. Like, it's like every stand up special you see these days is the same thing. Like, we watched, I think, that same night, we watched like the old Jerry Seinfeld one, like the one from the 90s. Mm. And that was funny, but like after a while, I was like, oh, he's just, like, every single joke here is just the intro from a different episode. Yeah. Tied into is that, one. Uh, is that the one I'm telling you for the last time or something? Yeah. And it starts with the funeral. Like, <clears throat> yeah, and the, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's, like, burying his mm. career or whatever. So, um, like, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I want to watch that new one that he did, like, the one with him, like, at. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I started it and I didn't finish it. So. Yeah. Um, but no, the, like, you just reminded me, like, there are some funny jokes in that Ricky Gervais stand-up. Like, yeah. there's one where he's talking about, and it is quite dark humour, but he's talking about why him and his partner had never had children, mm. or had had a kid, and he's just talking about how, like, babies, like, they're so fragile, and stuff like that, and he's, he's like, oh, you know, one minute you're like, oh, let's get you to bed, and he minds picking it up and, like, rocking it and starts singing it, and he's just like, yeah, we'll just lay down there. He's like, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another comedian who's like that, who gets like, it gets very dark, but I love is David Cross. Like he has one stand special on Netflix at the moment. And it's funny cause it was shot before Trump won the election and it's called like make America great again. Or it's like, you know, there's no way Trump will win this election. It's yeah. like, but it didn't come onto Netflix until around the time where Trump had one. It's a really good stand up, but he has some old stuff as well. And like, he just goes like really dark. Who, who is that? David, David Cross? Cross. So he was, um, if you ever watched Arrested Development, he plays Tobias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, didn't know the name. The yeah, name. really funny guy. Like some of his stand up, I've got one of his albums. Like, mm. and, like there was a point in my life where that scene was just on a loop in my car. Cause yeah. it's just so funny. Like he does this bit about 9-11 and how like, he's like, do you think the people who work at the New York, New York casino in Las Vegas feel it a little bit harder every year than the rest of the casinos. That's <laughs> <laughs> just genius. Like it's a, well, he does this thing about like a pharmace, like the pharmaceutical business, how they eat like flavorless gold on their desserts, but then like they'll only pay two bucks for for like it's crazy. Like mm. it's so funny. I can't do it justice, but like David Cross is one to check out as well. Um, so that was the comedy minute on the <laughs> podcast. Sort of a tangent. Well, we never touch on like stand up comedy. Yeah, I know, and there's some good stuff out there. Actually, we're going to see some stand-up when we get back as well. Like, talk about things being lined up. Yeah, we're going to see Lena and Woodley. Lena and Woodley oh, cool. together for the first time in over 10 years. So, really? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So, I've seen... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen uh, Frank Woodley a couple of times. 
solo. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Colin Lane solo, but to be fair, like I've seen only on TV. Really, I've seen his performances by myself. I'm like, yeah, he needs, he needs. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're a duet. Like they're a duet. They should go yeah. together. Um, like even the Frank Willis stuff, which I really enjoyed, I was just like, ah, I feel like I'm missing something. So yeah. really looking forward to that. Let's dive into another pre-scheduled uh, segment. It's about watching short versions of movies. We call it Trailer Trash. Listen to that 100% authentic sound effect that we have loaded up in our board. I only watched one trailer this week, guys. I think la- I think last week we talked about six, so kind of... Yeah, go. Um, uh, they dropped the trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. Um, so... I, this whole time that we were talking, I was doing research, so it turns out that Dumbledore never specifically worked for the Ministry. After he finished, he went straight into becoming a Transfiguration teacher, but he did work as part of the, basically, the Supreme Court Justice. So he was the Chief Mugwump, and he was part of the Wizengammer. Yeah, he's a Mugwump. A Mugwump, if you need to ask, then there's something wrong. (laughs) Okay. Um, Basically, it's just the term used for their super justice court system. Someone who punches muggles. I'm guessing it's like a. I'm guessing it's a juror or a judge. Yeah, so like. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I see. And um, he's the chief one of those. Yeah. Oh. Before we before we dive into the trailer, I'm going to say this flat out. <coughs> this is a movie that since its announcement, I have not been looking forward to. I didn't love the first one. In fact, I kind of dislike the first one. Like, I, I think there's some some moments in that first Fantastic Beast movie, but like honestly, like. Once I, I was going into it all excited, but when I came out, I was like, okay, this feels like a cash grab. Like, I know it's written by her, and I know she's expanded the wizarding world, but honestly, like, just, it feels like they've run out of stories to tell. And that's how, that's how I felt after that first one. I had a lot of issues with it, a lot of issues with her breaking her own rules um, that she'd set up in the books and whatnot. That being said, kind of like this trailer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm back in. Like, I think, you know, seeing Hogwarts really helped. Like that first shot, like mm. when the coat goes over the, the mountain or whatever through the clouds, yeah. and you see Hogwarts again, mm, you know? and the then into, yep. yeah, it's like government officials apparating into mm. into Hogwarts. I was like, oh, I, I like this. Even though you can't apparate into Hogwarts, I like this. Well, they apparate on the bridge, which makes you wonder, like, how far away from Hogwarts can you apparate? The yeah, idea but... is that you're supposed to apparate into Hogsmeade and walk. Well, up. my yeah. other thought is, do you think maybe that rule hasn't been instated yet? Maybe mm. like because of someone like a Grindelwald, yes, you had exactly. to change that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's very true. I liked the trailer. It raised some questions for me. One question has already been answered, and that was the wasn't Dumbledore at the Ministry at that point in time? But as we now have gone through research, my second question, and it's already been answered for me in my research as well, was I was like. Newt Scamander is just a magizoologist. Like, it's not his job mm. to stop Grindelwald. Yeah. Thank mm. you very much, when he's Dumbledore. Like, it's up to you now, Newt, like, or whatever. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's mm. up to you, Dumbledore, yeah. because you're the one who fights him. Yeah. Mm. Like, Newt Scamander is literally just like a zookeeper. Do you think yeah. maybe That's he, what he is. Because of their love connection, do you think maybe he's sending Newt into... Love connection. Well... Uh, Grindelwald, Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Oh, do you I think thought you maybe... meant Dumbledore and Newt Scamander. No, but do you think maybe he's saying Newt Scamander to seduce him like the younger man, be like, go be like, treat well, like Mrs. Robinson? through my <laughs> research, I found out that Newt Scamander actually does end up working for the Ministry for a while, and he helps put in regulations 
for the use of dangerous creatures mm. and blah blah blah. Well, I and imagine... then he breaks away and he writes Fantastic Beasts. I imagine he was probably there because he like had all the classifications. I assume that maybe he was part of yeah, that. Yeah, so maybe even at the start of the first movie, he was already working for the Ministry of Magic. But that's mm. never explained yeah. in the movie, is it? Well, maybe we'll get a bit of that this one. Well, maybe we should. I, I... even... Sorry, you speak. So we... You haven't a chance to speak. No, no, that's right. Well, look, I... I... Respectfully disagree about the first film. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I think did, most I people like, did. I just for me. I mean, I really thought it sucked that Johnny Depp was. Yeah. You know, and we've. You can I go do to, like him with the longer hair. I've got to say, like, yeah. I sort of look at him like, oh, yeah, mm. I might be okay with this. Mm. But but like, yeah, you can go back to the archives for when we reviewed it. Well, like, I think I spoke at length why I didn't like him being in there. Mm. Um, but like, <coughs> that was the only thing about the first one I didn't like. Mm. But yeah, this one I was I was kind of the same. I wasn't on board when I heard the title. Mm. I don't like that title. Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, so yeah. Good. Mm. But it, but yeah, like I, I the trailer looked really really good, and I'm seeing Hogwarts. You're right. Definitely helps. Like I think that was one thing. Yeah, the first one had so many issues, but the first one like you had this great Irish actor in Colin Farrell, and you give him a New York accent. Like mm. why couldn't he just be Irish? Irish like yeah. he has like great accent, like, and he doesn't get to use it very often because he often has to. Play America, yeah. like that'd be cool, especially because. Sorry, so, I'm just playing it so I can watch it. So much of our Wizarding World experiences in there. You put it there, so yeah. Um, um, like that's a killer shot. Yeah. Like, I just, like that's amazing. Um, and then things like the Ezra Miller character being, although in this trailer he's alive, mm. but he was defeated by human bullets. And I was like, what? I didn't yeah. see him in this trailer. Yeah, he's very quickly like it's just a close up of his face. Oh, okay. To be honest though, it's not a trailer that gives much away. Well, it's just a teaser. Yeah. Oh, we have a Deluminator? I didn't mm. notice that last time. Let's just actually talk about this trailer as it happens. Yeah. Isn't there just one Deluminator? Isn't that... Well, Dumbledore invents the Deluminator. Yeah. So that must be Dumbledore who's using it then. Um, the costumes in this set are just amazing. Mm. They're really, really good. I That's like the, the Defense Against the Dark Arts room, yeah. Um, it is the Defense Against the Dark Arts room. Um... Wizarding World was logo is new as well. Yeah, that's new. That's really, really good. I like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's nice. Um... I like how, uh, what's his name, the that guy, the Jewish guy. The pastry um, chef. Pastry <laughs> chef. I like how he's back in it. Yeah. I'm not glad um, that uh, the girl that with he's the... he's like his memory's sort of back. No, I'm not glad that the girl with the toad haircut's back. Like, she was oh, t poor Patina. So, I like that the sex pot is back. We yeah. need more of that in Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> like, the in the adults. Dover as well, so clearly they go to, obviously they go to England as well. Mm. This whole circus thing makes me think maybe... Um, P.T. Barnum sort of thing like that. Do you know well? what it reminded me of? Like, and this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but it mm. made me... Festivals as well. Yeah. It made me think of um, like the X-Men. Like, remember when like, the Nightcrawler was uh, in, yeah. in the cage? That's cool. I like that with the long hair. Mm. So, mm. And then one of my favourite moments... I don't know if you've seen it already. I was keep watching that. That's clearly... Like, that's the same thing they did in Battle of Hogwarts. Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Um, I think we already missed my favourite shot in this trailer where Newt is underwater riding... A water dragon or something, or a seaweed monster. Oh, okay, yeah. I really like that. Mm. That looks cool. Like, and also like one of, as much as the fourth movie, the Goblet of Fire movie, has a lot of issues. I love all the mermaid stuff in that movie. Yeah, I really that's what true. they did. So I'm glad we're going back mm. to that sort of thing. Also, already in this trailer, <laughs> more beasts than the first movie. <laughs> but already in this trailer, so many wizarding laws are broken. Like, that whole Thestral's carriage thing, I'm like, um, muggles would see that, thank you very much. A floating carriage just flying invisible, like, with no horses. Oh, uh, there's probably it. a charm on it. Look it better a, be. Like a disillusionment charm or whatever. Like, I would imagine there would be. Mm. Because remember what happened at the end of the first movie? 
they were like they had to like put the memory lack of memory thing in the water so they yeah, yeah, forgot yeah. the destruction mm. that happened in New York. Yeah, I mean they could do that again, but that's very the first movie. Mm. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. To happen, um, yeah. So as much as yeah, mm. I w- I, that being said, I haven't watched the first one since I saw it in cinema, so I do mm. I would rewatch. Uh, I think every movie deserves a second chance. <laughs> So we're going to give another go. But I'm on board. I actually really like this trailer. Um, it also helps they didn't give too much away. Like I actually can... just kind of feel a bit eh about it. And it's not because I think it's a bad trailer. I'm just, I don't know, like I'm not feeling all... Like when I was younger and a new Harry Potter trailer came out, it was literally like... I behaved like it was the end of days. Yeah, I'd be screaming and mum would be like, what are you screaming about? You react... Whereas this, I'm just kind of like, yeah... You reacted then the way I react about like Marvel trailers now. I'm like, so we're we doing put it on the TV, we're put it on the TV, I'm gonna yeah, watch it on the yeah. TV. Um, and actually watch that on the TV as well. But I think maybe because you enjoyed Fantastic Beasts mm. and you had to kind of put up with my complaints about Fantastic Beasts, so I don't think that fi- that trailer is designed for you. Like you know you're going to the second one, and I mean I knew I was going to the second one anyway, but, you... but I think it's also because I don't know what the story is. But that's okay. I don't, know I, I don't want to know. Like at this point, like <coughs> eight months out or whatever, I don't mm. need to know. I just want to sit like. You need to get me interested again. So I didn't like... Yeah. I had I had a lot of issues that first one. I wasn't sure if I wanted to see the second one. And that trailer gave me everything I didn't even know I wanted. I'm like, oh, good there was no Ron Perlman weird goblin. That helped. Or like sexy yeah. dancing house elf yeah. goblin or whatever. Taking that stuff out, great. Like um, the little bow truckle. Yeah, cool. yeah. Cool. Like, like nice that we brought him yeah. back. So there was a lot of imagery in there. And at first I was like... When I saw Jude Law, I'm like, well, how's he going to look like... Like the first shot of him, I was like... It's just him in a suit, like a <laughs> like a woolen suit. Actually, like, you know what he looks like? He looks like the wizard on the back of the first Harry Potter book. Yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. He does. Before it was the Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. The one with um, the short, pointed black uh, brown beard. Yeah, if you if anyone has oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone has like a first or second edition of that book, it doesn't look like the Dumbledore we know. Like later, they replace him with the grey beard one. Well, that's not. I don't think that one that. That wizard on the back um, cover is supposed to be Dumbledore. I think he's just a wizard. Mm. I am. Um, I always thought it was Dumbledore. I always thought it was a really, really, really young Dumbledore. But why would they put a really, really young Dumbledore? It's for the females. Because for the like women. For this like, point, yes, they yes, had like yeah. twenty-five years. <laughs> like they looked into the future and to this point. But um, yeah, so they've done the improbable, not the impossible, mm. but the improbable, and they've got me excited about this movie. So nice. Um, so that's good work, Warner Brothers. At least in one of your franchises, you know what you're doing, apparently. <laughs> I guess we'll wait and see, because <laughs> I like those Justice League trailers as well. Um, but no, looks good. I'm in. I'm in too, but I was always in mm. anyway. Mm. I don't think I watched any other trailers. We talked about Grinch last week. We talked about Wreck-It Ralph last week. Talked about Christopher Robin last week. Did you watch any of these trailers? No. Oh my god, Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> made me cry. I was already upset beforehand. Just mm. putting that out there, I was already sad. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last week. And then watching that trailer, just like... <laughs> so, in the same year, we're getting Christopher Robin and Goodbye Christopher Robin. Well, Christopher, Goodbye Christopher Robin technically came out last year, but he oh. DVDs this year. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a new one, which is about like an older Christopher, like him as an adult. Um and clearly things go wrong in his life, and so he needs the help of his childhood friends again, which is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's a really good trailer, but I knew as soon as I saw that, that bear, I was like, I'm going to cry in this film, I could tell. I mean, the movie about the woman who wrote Mary Poppins made me cry. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's not hard to make me cry. I think I cried at 40 film, films last year. So. Um, none this year, though, I don't think. 
Oh, maybe Shape of Water a little bit. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the release of that one on... I think it's probably left uh, the yeah, cinema so. complex. Such a stunning film. Do you want to talk about the Oscars a little bit quickly? Like, did you watch the Oscars? No. Nah. Okay. I don't have time for that. Trash TV. No, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. Um, well, let's run through who won, and I'll tell you if I think they deserved uh, it. Let's see if it's on the IMDb. Surely they still have an awards section loaded up. Who so won Best Film? Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Haven't seen it. Let me go through the... But it sounds like it was good from your review, so... I loved it. Let's go through the order they've given us. So, Best Supporting Actor went to Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Like him a lot, so I'll say... I'll give that one a tick. Well deserved. Like, he deserved it, definitely. Who Um, did he... Do you know just the the top candidates that he beat? um, I know he beat Woody Harrelson for the same movie. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I think he's a better actor than Woody Harrelson, so... I can't remember now. Like, it was a few weeks ago now, yeah, so I can't yeah, all remember. All good, all good. But are uh, you watching that trailer again? Yes. Um, do you want to do like, the ones I care and makeup or stuff, or just go through the actors? Uh, I don't really mind. No, nah, don't worry about that. Let's go through. I'm scanning through. Uh, well, Dunkirk won a bunch. Like, at one point I was like, man, Dunkirk's going to win Best Picture, and I think it's technically really good, but I don't want it to win Best mm. Picture. So, one sound editing, uh, one sound mixing... Uh, Shape of Water on production design, which makes sense. Um, Alison Janney won Best Supporting Actress oh, for yeah. Itonia, uh, which Did you end up seeing Itonia? No. Fantastic. And like absolutely well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Like She should have got it. Um, Kobe Bryant won an Academy Awards yeah. for his basketball animated film. Which is so oh, really? funny because that uh, The Office predicted that. Kevin was like, the minute Kobe Bryant wins an Oscar, oh. I'm a millionaire, sort of thing like that. <laughs> they have to put that in The Office reunion now. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, Coco won Best Animated Feature um, Visual Effects went to Blade Runner Film Editing went to Dunkirk Can I just say I'm going to pause it right there mm-hmm. um, I've had a, If we were to redo our list Not that we ever would of films last year I now think that Blade Runner 2049 Is the best film of the year Okay, there you go Not Spider-Man Homecoming Yeah, like uh, who would have thought I would be so Flexible in my opinion. I am, um, but yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I'm looking forward to that rewatch. I've been watching the special features the last couple I've, of days. I've done it. Can't I wait bought to it. Re-watch it. I bought it on. Um, Doing that sale on 4K. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it looks really, really good. I can't wait to rewatch it. It's yeah. one of the ones I'm looking forward to most. I think. Um, Best adapted screenplay was won by Call Me by Your Name, um, which I was annoyed by because I was like, man, Logan got nominated. But then I saw the guy mm. who wrote it, and it was like in his 90s. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like. Even if it wasn't the best screenplay, just give it to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan Peele, probably the biggest story, winning for Get Out. What did he win? Best original screenplay. Oh, cool, yeah. Really. It's a pretty good achievement for your first one, isn't first it? First one, so good. His speech was really good as well. I, um, I again, I was, in, I was disappointed that the big six didn't get... I wanted that movie to get a whole more, lot more love than it did. But, like, Get Out is... Not only is it a great movie, but just everything... Like, it was released in, like, February, like... It was a low-budget film, one that like kind of a lot of people kind of turned down. It's like, eh, it's not for us. Like, it's probably not going to do that well. And then it kept making money, and then it goes to this. So mm. I was really happy with that. Um, cinematography went to Blade Runner as well. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, score went to Shape of Water, which I love that score. Like, it reminds me of Amelie and like old Hollywood. So mm. um, Coco won Best Song, which is good, because we didn't want Greatest Showman to win Best Song. Mm. Um, 
best director was Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. He's never won before, so that was awesome. Because mm. that dude's like 60. Like, he's been making films forever. Yeah. Um, and he always makes weird films. And the thing that, like, rocked about this year's Academy Awards is that all the winners were, like, for genre. Like, the best best picture was a horror movie. Like, it's about a monster. Like, it's a monster movie. Look at that. It's a monster romance movie that gets way sexy. Yeah. And that was the best picture of the year. And then, like, Get Out, like, another horror film, like, wins. So that was awesome. Gary Oldman won Best Actor. Yeah, happy with that. He's just been, like, he's been good for so long mm. now that it's just, like, just give him something. Mm. Yeah, he'd been nominated, I think, once before for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but... Oh, my God, so good. But you know why he's so good? is because even in things where you don't need to be... Like, let's take Harry Potter, the franchise, yeah. as an example. Like, you don't need to be great to be in that, really. The whole... You get carried along. You used to be British. Yeah, and be able to say... Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god, I think you got a role in this next Fantastic Beast movie. Um, yeah, set like in the forties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, he's just like phenomenal, even in that. You know. What well, I mean? I mean, I was gonna say like people kind of don't talk about it. But Jim Gordon. Yeah. Like so good. Like that's a role mm. that like doesn't need to be great. Like it's just a cop. Like, albeit like the only good cop in Gotham. But really, in so many other versions of the movies. No one cared about Jim Gordon, who's mm. kind of a background character, like, just dismissed by Batman in those Tim Burton ones. But, like, his character is so good. Like, especially, like, something gets to, like, Dark Knight. Like, he's just incredible. Yeah. So, so good. And he's just playing a cop. Like, when, um... Well, even Sid and Nancy. Yeah, he's Sid so and Nancy is great as well. And even Dracula. Like, as weird as that Dracula movie is, he's really good in it. Like, the dude always turns in great performances. So, even though there were other actors I would have liked to see him win it, like, mm. I'm not disappointed. Um, and then Best Actress, Frances McDormand. For three billboards, yeah. Haven't seen. Uh, she's she's always good, and yeah. she looks great. I haven't seen that film yet, and she looked great in that. So um, yeah, I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you can already tell. Like it was, she's awesome. It was it. tough so because good. there were three women in that category that I really wanted to win. I would have liked Margot Robbie. I thought she was really good in I, Tonya. Thing is, she's got time. Well, that was my thought. I'm like, she's younger than me. I think she's got plenty of time. Yeah. time. Um, and then like Sally Hawkins for uh, Shape of Water, I really liked considering yeah. what she had to do in that film because she plays a mute character, so it's all expression. Mm. Like she has no dialogue, so uh, <laughs> I thought she did a really good job. But then like so on the night when she was like, oh man, like that's really good for Frances McDormand, but I would have liked, you know, she's got an Oscar. I would have liked Sally Hawkins, but then I thought about it, I was like, no one puts in performance like Frances McDormand. Mm. I think in my written review on our website. I think I wrote something like, last year we saw Gal Gadot play Wonder Woman, but this year Frances McDormand was Wonder Woman. Mm. Like, she's so good. Like, you never ever once, like, even when she has, like, weak moments, you're never like, oh, she's a weak character. Like, she's strong and embittered and, like, powerful. Like, she's so, like, she like she wins every single scene she's mm. in. Like, she owns it. The only other person in the movie who does it is um, Samara Weaving, the Australian girl, who plays, like, the 17-year-old girlfriend. Do you remember in Three Billboards where she's like, I was reading this book about polo? Polio? Oh, yeah! Like, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's awesome in it as well. But Frances McDormand is killer. Like, um, so I couldn't be more... And, like, actually, I just said about how I haven't, like, cried at all this year. Best speech made me cry. Like, mm. she did this bit where, like, she got all the female nominees to stand up in unison. She threw her Oscar to the ground. and like, Or didn't throw it, but she like, put it down. Yeah. Um, she had like, talked to the Coen brothers because they, like, put her in everything. Um, and then she did this really cool thing, which we didn't speak about last week. Um, which was like, you guys need to know, like whenever you enter contracts, you can ask for this. It's called an inclusion rider. And essentially what it means is that any project you sign on to, especially if you're a bigger name and you ask for that, the film you're on has to have diversity, has to employ mm. women in the cast and crew, has to employ different ethnicities. Like everyone has, like you have to 
can't see a bunch of white dudes, essentially. And, like, Michael B. Jordan came out, like, the next day and was like, I'm doing it. Like, I go for this. And I think Ben Affleck and Matt Damon today were like, we're putting inclusion writers in all our contracts and stuff now mm. in our production company. So, it's growing. And we, I think we said it last week. Um, I was like, oh, I think, you know, we're turning around. And Tinder was like, there's a lot of problems out in Hollywood at the moment. But we referred to last year when we did the episode on Harvey Weinstein. It was so depressing. And we had to, like, cut it in two. I was like, I can't even put up mm. an episode that has jokes in it when we talk about the serious stuff. But I, I was like, man, this sucks. This is an industry that I love, an industry we all love, an industry I want to work in. And, like, it's just this horrible mm. cesspool right now. And unfortunately, it's, like, it's all at the top, what seems to be anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, but like after the after the Oscars this year, it's strangely enough, like the you know the pat on the back show where everyone like kind of talks each other up, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I, I think we have hope again. Like I felt hopeful by the end of the Oscars. So, mm. um, so it was really good. Like if anyone hasn't watched it yet, like you can get a download of it. Like you can just oh, like, that's what I did like the last few years when I didn't get to watch it. Give it a like. Well, it's probably the most entertaining Oscars has been in a while. Like Jimmy Kimmel does a really good job yeah. hosting, um, and then obviously Shape of Water. Uh, winning Best Picture, which I'm 100% behind. Like, I was so happy with that. Mm. If it couldn't be Logan, which didn't even get a nomination, um, then definitely Shape of Water. Mm. So. Um, and Blade Runner didn't get, didn't get a nomination either. Like, yeah, uh, You could have taken Lady Bird out. Like, to be honest, I watched Lady Bird. And it's a fine film, but I don't think... I was, think last week I was saying, like, it's like Juno. Like When Juno came out, I was like, yeah. oh my god, Juno. No one talks about Juno anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a great film for its time and like felt like progressive and indie and alt. Yeah. But it's like it was just like a, a yeah. like a trendsetter. Like they made a bunch of films like that. Then hey, it was just me. She's angry for getting a yes. piece of paper. I think uh, as well. Like they do love that. Like I know it was Greta Gerwig's debut as a mm. director, maybe a writer. Uh, maybe I feel like she's written stuff before, but maybe yeah. a director. And and I just know that they love that's something that Hollywood love. They love that like yeah. Know, same with Jordan. Even though Get Out was awesome, you know, yeah. like it's like they love that story of like mm. the. And I and I don't think Lady Bird's a bad film. Like it's it's totally fine. It's not really my cup of tea. Like again, as I said I saw it ten years ago. It's called Juno, and it, it's kind of like it's not a rehash. Like it's a completely different story, but it just thematically kind of felt more of the same. It's about a teenager who hates her parents and like she thinks she owns the world. Like mm. that's kind of what it is, and that's fine. And that that's films for plenty of people. But the outrage the next day, like people were like, we all know Lady Bird was the most critically reviewed film, like the best reviewed mm. film, that's and it should have won all these awards. And Greta Gerwig did a great job, but other people did a better job. And like Saoirse Ronan does a great performance, but she was outdone by three, at least three of the women in that category. Mm. Like Meryl Streep, I haven't seen the post, but she gets nominated every year. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I just think like when we talk about like films that stand the test of time, and films don't. Like I watched a bunch of like old movies last year, and and you know like. Casablanca held up, but I can't guarantee that every 1940s movie is going to hold, hold up. 1989 Batman doesn't hold up anymore. Mm. Like, compared to, like, I watched that, like, I think the year before last, I watched that and 78 Superman, like, together. 78 Superman works better than 89 Batman. Like, so, movies that have characters that I love don't work <laughs> like, anymore, do you know what I mean? So, I just don't think Lady Bird's going to stand the test of time. I think Shape of Water probably will. I think I, Tonya, like, biopics tend to do very well. Like, tend to, like even Schindler's List still works mm. and like it's Spielberg of course um, but there are certain films that came out this year that I think are going to hold up and I just don't think Lady Bird is one of them I think that um, uh, Logan would I think Blade Runner will get better with age the same way how the first Blade Runner was a bomb but then like it found its audience yeah. later um, 
Yeah, and even Big Sick. Like, you know, rom-coms tend to be a real product of their time. But because it was telling a story that's already 10 years old, I think that kind of makes it a little bit timeless as well. Um, I don't know, but anyway. That's my thoughts on Lady Bird. It's yeah. a fine movie, but like, if that's getting in, there are other films that should have got in as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a little Oscar wrap-up part two. Yeah, well, sorry to make you guys rehash. <laughs> I did most of the talk. I was just yeah. like, let me tell you what I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Marvel. Marvel. Let's dive into the topic of the week. Now, in full disclosure, Tina and I haven't watched any more Marvel films this week. Um, we were going to, but just bef- with everything going on, we haven't had a chance. But Nick hasn't been here for a while, so we're going to go through the old movies again, and we'll start getting some scores, and we'll start aggregating, I guess, the first phase. We'll reflect on the first phase a bit. Mm. So, so officially, the first phase finishes with Avengers. Yes. Yes, okay. So um, the last movie you reviewed was Iron Man 2. So next up is Thor. Thor. Right? Now, this I've always championed this film, particularly because I know you had a lot of problems with it, mm. and you have ruined it for me, James. Oh, really? Oh, I couldn't, that's not good. Couldn't stop looking at his stupid like hair and like. Yeah, yeah. When he pointed it out, I yeah. kept noticing. It's not even the hair; it's the beard and it's the cape on stilts. Yeah, and yeah, like the armor is just like it's not practical in any way. It's like armor that. You know what it is? It's like they've gone like, hey guys, we need what some concept cool. art for mm. Thor's armor. Like, show us your best sketches. And so someone's done this like like that, and they're like, yeah, we'll make that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas by the time the Avengers comes around, and even like the later stuff, it's all functional. Mm. It looks functional, you know what I mean? Um, like, I still do like how small it is as a film. Like, it's essentially just set in a, like a little town. Mm. Well, we talked about that. <laughs> um, I was like, you can tell um, that they, had, they knew they had... Certain amount of budget and had to go towards the special effects, which is why their big fight is an empty town. Yeah, they're like, mm. don't worry about saving the people because they're not here. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't like, have to hire extras. And all of and all of the warriors have been knocked out unconscious, yeah. so don't worry. Like, um, but you know, there, there is some funny moments. Like, I really like that bit when he's having breakfast and he drinks the coffee. Whatever, he's like, another. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just that's awesome. The cup, mm. And then he just and then later on he walks into that like pet store and he's like. I need a horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I do like Kenneth Branagh films for the most part. Like pretty much everything he's directed, mm. I've enjoyed that I've seen. Um, and yeah, no, like overall, it's a good start to the Thor franchise. Like mm. I, I still think it's much better than the second one, which we would probably disagree on. Um, yeah, but I will say this: we'll turn around on Thor. We came into the review, and I was like, I really enjoyed it like yeah. this time and I think like putting all my dislikes and like frustrations with it out there and just purging it all before I watched it and just going on, I was like alright I know how much I've di-. not even disliked but I know like, the problems I've heard before so let's just go for it let's just try and make the most of it and I loved it I had such a good time with it the second time around I think I gave it like a um, I gave it a 7 I think which mm. is a, I would have I would have ranked it lower than Incredible Hulk last yeah. time so <laughs> pardon me so I had a really good time with it um, I think my biggest concerns were there's some CGI that's a little bit dodgy. The costume and and makeup, obviously, mm. with him in particular, like his cape feels more like if he was in a play, like mm. it was a stage version yeah. of Thor. Um, and Natalie Portman is wasted. Like she has no. Yeah. You could have cast anyone in that role. That's you probably what... could have cast Kat Dennings in that role. It would be more interesting. Yeah. Because she at least can yeah. be a little bit like snappy and stuff. But um, not that I don't think Natalie Portman couldn't be great in these films. 
Just she doesn't have to be to do. Especially in that one. And number two, she has... Like, number two, it just felt like, like, put her in a room with an Infinity Stone, and that's her role yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like someone with her, like, talent, mm. she could be the lead in one of these films rather than, like, the... Mm. Mm. Well, um, we keep saying, like, in the comics right now, Thor is a girl. And so it's supposed to be It's her. Jane Foster. Jane Foster becomes yeah. Thor. Um, and if they're setting that up, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen now. Because, uh, although she did say that she was willing to come back after all this time, so... Mm. Um, and I do like the little dynamic that they have there, like, especially when the four of them, so you've got Thor, um, Selvig, Selvig, yeah, Jane Foster and Darcy. Darcy. I think that's a really good, like, like they're also different, but I think it works, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I'll give it about a 7.2. 7.2, you're really making me do my math. 7.2 meow meows out of of 10. Okay, before we... I, well, I haven't really yeah. actually said anything on it. Well, I mean, we usually talk about it in the past. That's okay. You oh. talk about it while I... I was just saying, I've, I've always really enjoyed it. Like, Thor's always been one of my favourite ones. I think it's because it's that fantasy mm. setting. So I really just love the, the sets, the costumes, sort of thing like that. And Tom Hiddleston is just so mm. good. He's just so good in those movies. He's got really long hair in this one as well, mm, doesn't he? Mm. But like, I don't mind. Like, I usually hate long hair on guys, but yeah. I, for for some reason on him it just works, especially with that that horned helmet. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I think his um hair gets longer in Dark World. Oh, really? Yeah, because they both because they both have the really long hair. Because Thor yeah. has like that shoulder length, and that's my favorite look of Thor. I think mm. is the Dark World look. Although I do, I like, like him with the short hair in mm. Ragnarok. Um. Yeah, but I think like in terms of like thinking of him as the Viking god, like yeah. I think Dark World they nail his look the best. Mm. Uh, okay, so I can now say that our official score for Thor is seven point two three recurring out of ten. There you go. Which makes it well, which, which means I am exactly right. <laughs> well, yeah, you ha- actually because yeah, you're in the middle of ten and I, so that's good. I'm the median and mean. <laughs> Uh, was there anything else about Thor you want to say before we move on? Uh, it's I think that's pretty much it. That's all I can think of. Yeah, the, um, that, is it a legionnaire or something? No, what's the metal thing that shoots fire? Oh, the destroyer? The, yeah, the destroyer. Uh, no, no, it's like a plot. Device. Yeah. It's like never seen, never, that technology's never seen again, never heard of, like. Yeah, it's, um, you can tell like that they were just, because they had, I think because they had to spend so much money on making Asgard look good, mm. they were like, let's not go with, you know, a, like, let's have a big battle with something you're know, kind of easy to do. But they could have just done like a evil Asgardian. Yeah. They could have done that. Um, but it's still fine. I still had a good time with it. Um, and I was saying, like, I didn't realize it until we rewatched Thor. Thor is the first time Marvel uses the de-aging in any of their films. Like, remember how, like, I think mm. the first CGI de-aging we that we kind of remember is maybe Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually Thor. They make Odin look younger. Not by much, because still, like, cause Anthony Hopkins is pretty old. Yeah. But, yeah. like, when you see, like, earlier Odin, like, they've done it, and it still holds up. Yeah, like, it you know. does look good, actually. You know, you mentioned that. Because I, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's just younger him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Um, but, no, it's, it's still really enjoyable. Okay, so next we need to dive into Captain America, the first Avenger. Love it. So good. Um... I think it's probably the... Oh, no, it's not. It's not better than Iron Man. But it's almost as good as Iron Man. It's pretty close, right? Um, as... Like, it's a great way to start. I'm a big fan of World War II films anyway. But I love... 
I just love him in both forms. I love him as like the little like mm. little scrawny guy. Jumping on the grenade. Yeah, jumping on the grenade oh. and stuff like that. And when you getting the shit kicked out of him in the alley, but he keeps getting up again. Mm. Um, really, really like the dynamic between him and Bucky. Yeah, I like that as well. Mm. Tina didn't felt like it was a little bit forced. Oh, really? Mm. But that's okay. That's fine. Like, you don't have to... Like, we know that you don't like Bucky. And if you're not going to like Bucky in this film... It's very hard for you to enjoy how they justify using him later on. So that's fine. Yeah. But you can't, like, you, Tina said to me the other day, she was like, I think that Captain America is the weakest franchise out of all the Marvel films. It's like, really? I don't Can I know. say that? Yeah, you're telling no. me that. And I don't know what I would say is the weakest out of all of them, but I, I wouldn't say. Actually, Ca- probably Ant Man would be the weakest. Well, it's not really a franchise yet. Yeah. Like, we're about to get a sequel. Uh, I think um, that Iron Man is the weakest because I just don't think really? the second and third. Uh, see, I'm totally opposite. I think Iron Man's the strongest. Mm. Like, I would pay to see an Iron Man movie over a Captain America movie. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's I don't know what it is. It's just something about... I think it's because I don't really like Captain America all that much. I find Robbie Downey Jr. and Iron Man more charming mm. and enjoyable to watch. Mm. And I can get invested in the character. Well, he is more... Captain America's more like a Superman kind of character. Yeah. Where he's oh. like, he's so good and he's so amazing. I will say this, though. I think they've done a really good job of making Captain America interesting. Yeah, they have. I also think Captain... And I liked him in this movie. Mm. I've, I've liked him a lot in this movie. And also, Captain America really only has two films. Because as much as Civil War is his film... That's an Avengers movie. Like, that's an apology for Age of Ultron movie. Yeah. Even though I like Age of Ultron, like, <laughs> yeah. that's what it feels like. And, you know, you have, like, Civil War, it's like, there's a lot more going on. Whereas Iron Man, his three films, like, don't even really have cameos beyond War Machine. Yeah. Who's just, like, another Iron Man, essentially. Um, whereas all the Captain America films, like, once you get to the second one, it's like, here's Falcon and Scarlet yeah. Witch. I don't know, Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. Although Black Widow was an Iron Man too as well, I guess. But you didn't know that till the very end. Yeah. Um, anyway, you were talking about Captain America, so... Um, and maybe kind of sad with just, like, that we haven't seen that much of Bucky. And, like, I know he's... Good. ...one of the main... <laughs> well, I mean, maybe this is the reason why you don't like him, because we haven't had a chance to really... We... I'll, I'll, I'll let Nick talk, and then I'll tell you why I don't like Bucky. So, you know, like, we know, obviously, he's the Winter Soldier. <clears throat> so, maybe it's not fair to say we haven't seen much of him, but we haven't seen him... Much of that version of yeah, him. Yeah, so we've seen him be heroic and then... What we think is die, and then we find out in uh, the Winter Soldier that he's been he's keeps getting put on ice yeah. <laughs> over the decades, um, and then in Civil War he's like oh, he's not really a, he's just a plot device he's not really yeah. we not much of him, um, and I was just like oh it's a bit shit that like it's going to be what ten years later now approximately like I don't know when that's seven it was seven years later into like in like did that come out in two thousand eleven okay oh, yeah yeah but anyway. Um, so it's like, oh, it's a bit shit that we just haven't seen him interact again, like be a, be part of like the Avengers or something like that. I think that's going to change because now, like, spoilers, for anyone who hasn't seen Black Panther, um, there's that post credit sequence. And yeah. I think the idea is that Shuri has cleansed his mind. Like, now he can't be brainwashed anymore. He's going to get a brand new um, vibranium. Um, and maybe we'll see more of the 1940s Bucky. We'll mm. see the guy who's Cap's friend, like the guy who's not constantly wrestling with being someone else's program essentially yeah yeah uh, and hopefully we do because yeah i think his his story is very interesting and there's a lot that can be done with him but we just haven't yeah, yeah. he has been used as a plot device in two out of three films even the first one like he's the, like what really kind of inspires cap to keep going like, his death is what motivates him to keep going and stuff so yeah um love 
Cage weaving. Co- yeah, he's really good in it, yeah. right? And I, he's like, he's hamming it up pretty, yeah. like Red Skull he's and stuff like that. On, he's laying it on thin. Yeah, exactly. And that but makeup is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makeup really works. Mm. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is really good as well, I thought. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, good. yeah. Uh, is, he, is he in Agent Carter? I don't know. I haven't watched I've got yeah. the I've got both seasons on Blu-ray. I haven't watched them. So. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Agent Carter, fantastic. Like, I think she's really good in it. Yeah, and yeah. I also yeah, think she's great. Their love... And Natalie Dormer, even just for that brief little bit. Yeah, she totally steals Cap mm. and the scene. Like, um, But I think that like their romance, like Cap and Agent Cloud, is the biggest tragedy in all of Marvel. Like, yeah. As much as it was shocking to hear that Bucky killed Iron Man's parents, like just knowing they... They've always, like, they never quite got it right. And then, like, he woke up 40 years later. He's like, I'm ready for the dance, but you're 80. Yeah. And you've got Alzheimer's and all these horrible things. Yeah. And then she dies. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping against hope. Like, because it sounds like Avengers 4 might have some time travel stuff. Or, like, some... Because one of the Infinity Stones is a time stone. Maybe the maybe Cap won't die. Maybe he'll get sent back to his original mm. time and gets to live his life out with. Yeah. That's why I'm like... Probably won't happen, because that makes it a little bit too neat. But I'd love for them to at least get one... Yeah, yeah. Moment as they know each other. Um, I'm getting like all like sad just thinking yeah. about it. I love their little romance and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've got that much else to say about um, First Avenger. Like, mm. really, really, I, like I still think it holds up. I still think it's one of the best standalone films. Um, really good. Um, I have a few things to say, but I know Tan will talk about Bucky, so we'll do yeah, that first. Yeah, okay, on to you. Well, my issue with Bucky is that it's not established properly that they're friends. They don't actually seem like they're friends. Like, they don't really joke. The first time we see him, the first time we see Bucky, he's saving he's saving Captain America from being um, kicked the shit out of him in the alleyway. Mm. And then they talk to each other for a little bit. But at no point does it go like, hey man, how you going? Da, da, da. It's just kind of like, like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this random guy is just coming oh, to help yeah. him. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, I know that's Bucky, but it still seems like it's just this random guy. The, and I just don't buy their friendship. I, think I the, don't buy it. I don't. They don't behave how friends behave. And so then when he sacrifices, mm-hmm. you know, like when they, they, the only time that they actually seem like friends is when they're on the zip line just before they go on the zip mm. line to go down to the train. Oh, I mean, and are... then he dies three seconds later anyway. So it's really hard for me to buy the whole Winter Soldier, oh, but he's my friend and he's the only person blah, blah, blah. Mm. When you don't behave like you guys were actually Well, I friends. think there are a couple... I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it is like in between the pages. But I know it's how you watch a movie. Like, mm. you watch what's on the screen or what's in between mm. the scenes. But there is like that bit where like he sets him on, up on a date. It's like, hey, we're going to take... I'm taking my girl out. And I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, but I think it's just the way the actor acts it out. Because he's so wooden in his face. He's always scowling. He mm. never smiles. Well, he's war. just like, he's like, hey, Cap, mm. I'm going to set you up on this date. You're going to really like it. I think blah, also, blah, blah, like... Blah. It's like, well, mm. Bucky, you know what? You can go fucking die. <laughs> oh, he did. Thank Good. You back. Well, Good. Did yeah. um, um, but I think also, like, World War Two is, like, a tough time to be, like... I the, know, the chums. but like the actor can at least use some yeah. facial expression. Well, you know he's a good actor because he was in Itonia and he was great. In yeah, Itonia. he was great in Itonia. So it may... He's terrible in we... It's like he doesn't know. He's playing such a two dimensional character. It's like he's created no backstory for his character. It's well, like he knows nothing. Again, like, and not, like just to defend maybe not him, but the movie making process, like maybe at that point, 
They didn't know. They, they knew they were making Avengers. They didn't know if it was going to succeed. They, they didn't know that Bucky was going to be as big as what he was going to be. Well, I don't think it was even that. I don't think they knew if they were going to do a Captain America two. Yeah. So they didn't know they were going to have a sequel. Mm. And also, like at this point, they were just like we just. Um, it could also be the Natalie Portman thing. Like maybe like the script just never anything to do in that first one. Yeah. And so the second one, where they based on a pretty famous comic book storyline, they're like, oh, we needed we're doing Bucky the Winter Soldier. So people who know the comics is like, woo! And everyone has seen the first movie and hasn't read the comics like. Who? Mm. I think it's just kind yeah, of what it, I was like. Who? Because we talked what? about we Who's talked that? we and talked you're about like, it last. Oh, it's the guy that he that died in the first one. I was like, I don't remember that because mm. it was so inconsequential. Mm. We um we talked about it last week as well. Like during and I'd forgotten about this. Like during the first phase, up until the Disney, up until Disney bought Marvel and Avengers, the first Disney one, um, they didn't have a lot of money. Like Paramount was being pretty strict with funding. And then when Disney bought them, Kevin Feige had a boss, like this guy Ike Perlmutter, who was basically like, you can spend this much money on these movies and that's it. So even in the second phase, you can see, I'm sure when we go back to watch them as well, like you can see like where the money's spent and where it isn't. And I think by the time we get to Civil War or maybe Age of Ultron, there was no boss anymore. Kevin Feige reported to like Bob Iger, the head of Disney. He's, that was the only boss he had. He was like, I want to spend $200 million. Like, yeah, do it. Go make mm. the movie $200 million. And that's when you start seeing, like, that's why... Even though the phase three might be the most polarizing because they're so different and quirky, you're getting better quality, more adventurous, bigger films because suddenly they have the funds to back it yeah. up. So, do you know what I kind of feel like it's like? Mm. Only just microscopically, I kind of feel like it's the whole Snape thing, mm. where people are like at the end of it, they're like, "Oh my god, I love Snape. He was so amazing. Wasn't he just the best?" No, Snape was a dick. Okay, mm. he was always a dick. Yeah, just because he loved Harry's mum. Mm doesn't stop him from being a dick. That's how I feel it is with Bucky. Like, mm. at the end, everybody's like, oh my god, like, he didn't mean to kill Iron Man's parents, and he was under control the whole time, and blah, blah, blah. No, he still killed Iron Man's parents, okay? He's a dick. <laughs> Maybe that's the slur mm. in me. Uh, no, like, definitely in that in that Civil War movie, I'm on Iron Man's side. Like, <laughs> we're, t- we're talking about a work the other day, because one of the guys I work with hates Civil War. He's like, I love all the Marvel films, but Civil War, I just can't justify it. And they just, it feels like an apology movie, I don't like it. I was like, really? And it's like, yeah, he's like, they're on the same team, but yet, you know, like, when he finds out that his parents are married, he attacks Bucky, even though he's brainwashed. And I was like... It's like the difference between communism and Marxism, or something like and that. And one of the guys was like, I don't care if you were brainwashed. If you tell me you murdered my parents, yeah. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm on Iron Man's side. But back to Cap, the few things I want to say. Um, a, I agree, I think it's one of the best origin films. Um, B, has one of the most violent moments ever, where Cap throws a guy through a propeller. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah, that was intense. Um... Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, I just, oh, yeah, this movie also proves to me, like, what, re-watching Phase 1, I'm like, anyone who says that all Marvel films are the same, don't watch the movies. Because, like, that is 100% a war film. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there's some there's sci-fi elements in there, and yeah, there's, like, some like a guy with no face and all that sort of stuff, but it is a war film. Mm. Like, from front to back, that is a war movie. Um, it just happens to have a, a superhero in it. The same way, like, I think maybe people will, will, like, a lot of films feel like Iron Man. But every film we've watched in this phase so far doesn't feel the same. Yeah. They all feel different. Maybe there's a bit of blurring in phase two. I don't know. We'll get when we get there. We'll be able to discuss it. But right now, I'm like none of these films are the same, except for Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Like they're kind of the same. Mm. But aside from that, um, and the third thing I was going to say, and I mentioned this to Tina when we talked about it, they even though they didn't know how many sequels they were doing, once you watch Iron Man and the first Captain America film, you can tell they're setting up Civil War. Mm. Like Civil War starts in phase one. Like, their origins are so similar. Like, these two guys who 
kind of have an idea of who they are and don't realize what their potential is, mentored by these older men who are murdered in front of them. Like it's this incredible mm. parallel. Um, and both of them wanting to do right through different means, you know, Tony Stark wants to be the most powerful so he can control, you know, the destruction, whereas Cap wants to just be able to help people. And like, it's crazy. Like you can see Civil War from the beginning. So even if they didn't know they were doing it or if they weren't letting people know they were doing it, like hats off to Marvel for starting it so early. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I also haven't given a shout out yet for the Tooch, who is so oh, good. Yeah. Tooch is loose. Yeah, he's Stanley so Tooch is one of the greatest actors. Like one of the most forgotten actors as well. Just I think like, like bring him in and he just adds good. So much flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you look at him in this, and they look at him in, like, Hunger Games, and yeah. then, like, The Devil Wears Prada, and it's yeah. a different character yeah. every time, but always fantastic. Like, you can put him in the worst movie ever, yeah. and he's still great. Um, so... We're ranking it out of Taxi Doors, because he yeah. <laughs> picks up the Star Cab Taxi Door. Um, 8.3. You love, <laughs> you love your points. Um, okay, you guys talk while I tally this up. Um, I was just going to say one of the I think the other one of the main contributing factors to me not fully enjoying the movie like it's a good movie don't get me wrong is that I'm a big fan of like 1940s that whole culture mm. that whole style and everything and I don't know like I just didn't it just didn't do it for me it's mm. not that it didn't do a good job it's just that I'm kind of like I would have wanted so much more more in terms of that whole vibe, that whole yeah. like 40s no, vibe, it really I, didn't like... I know what you're talking about, because no. I think that it like touched on on a lot of things like mm. that. We got a tiny bit of that culture of like mm. taking your dame to the fair, yeah, but we got yeah. it for like two minutes. Mm. And the same with like... The musical bit, I love that musical number, the Star Spangled Man bit where they have oh, the, yeah. the USO show yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's punching Hitler. Like, yeah. yeah, like that's really um, good. And like, you know, but it's the same with like... What you're saying about not liking Bucky is like, you know, we touched on them having this like bro mm, friendship, mm. but we are asked to do a lot of work off yeah. two lines. There's a line yeah. about him like staying when his parents die or whatever, mm. you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that's a quite a powerful line. So are we just meant to assume that like yeah. they're bros kind of thing? Yeah. Like how long have they known each other for? Is mm. this like from since childhood that they just meet the previous mm. week? Well, we do know so that they... in Civil War, he has that line about... Um, how he, as a child, put newspaper in his shoes and his mother's name was Sarah. So we know the like they were friends. But that's you know, the thing, that's Civil War, that's another three movies That's okay, away. but the other thing I would say is, because like in this first movie, they're not asking you to care about Bucky. They're not being like, you yeah. need to care about him for later. And that's the problem. But but the thing I always go back to when I, when I talk to people about it is that even if they weren't best friends, Bucky is the last remaining tie to the world that Cap knows. Yeah, like, that's true. He's the man out, of, he's the man out of time. Like, yeah. even though... You know, he fits in pretty well and people love him. Like, he grew up in a completely different era and has no title. So that's why in Winter Soldier it's so it's important so, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, everyone that I know is either dead or losing their mind. Mm, like, and here's this one person from my time era that can get me. And oh, like, it's ruined because he's a secret agent. Mm, and so there's that great, agent. especially in Civil War, we talked about that a lot tonight already, there's that great kind of conflict between... It's almost like a love triangle between him and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Bucky because Falcon is his new friend from like the present day, mm. but and they they kind of hate each other and like Cap has to kind of vie for both their yeah. affections or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Like, 
it's not a great excuse. Like, it would be better if we had seen them be friends more. Even if they had a rock just with a flashback or something. Like, we've definitely had flashbacks in some of these <laughs> movies. So, they could have done that. They've chosen not to. Maybe they just didn't want to do the whole exposition thing. Maybe I'm too much of a fan of exposition. I mean, maybe. Like, maybe they but... wanted to be, like, we'll have this movie for sophisticated audiences. I don't think and it's I'm that. not sophisticated enough. I don't think so. I, and that's okay. Like, you can dislike. There are certainly things. Like, the first time I watched Iron Man 3, spoilers when we talk about that. First time they revealed that Mandarin twist, I hated it. Mm. Like, it ruined the movie for me. And then, like, I rewatched it. I'm like, this is a really fun movie. And also, isn't the Mandarin kind of a racist character? Like, maybe I should, like, <laughs> let go of this hang-up a little bit. Um, so Captain America now has an aggregate score of 8.1 out of 10. Ooh, that is strong. So we're going to dive into the last film. Well, there's one more movie you need to review after this. But we're going to do this next one first. Uh, the Avengers. The very first time we had a team-up of uh, heroes on screen. It's the first one. We never had anything before. Um, Have we spoken about this? We spoke about yeah. it. We, we can, we'll probably talk about it again. But we'll let Nick start. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's so good. So much fun. Yeah. And it's... Everyone is like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Like, like there's not absolutely. a weak link not, in the whole isn't. thing. And they introduce like we get a new Hulk for the first time. And like you guys didn't watch Incredible Hulk so you didn't like have the memory of it yeah. as fresh as I do. But like such an, and I like Edward Norton a lot. But such an improvement, like such a, like I, I think I said when I watched Incredible Hulk, I was never like I never felt I was always like ah he'll be alright. It's Edward Norton, he's gonna be fine. Like he can probably like headbutt a kitten if he has to, so he'll be alright. Like, but in this like Ruffalo, you're just like oh my god, like I feel you can feel his pain and his anguish yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he has what that. Was Mark Ruffalo in before this? Because I feel like he's been in a bunch of. Like, I've never he's, seen him he's, before. He this. was in been around. Yeah, uh, he'd been in a bunch of rom coms in particular. Like oh, Suddenly okay. Thirty was a big one for him. Um, Zodiac. Zodiac. Oh, Zodiac. Love Zodiac. Um, he'd done a bunch of different things. He's kind of like I think he was a bit more of a character actor. Like he oh, tends okay. to play supporting roles and mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I guess he still does that in this, but he definitely gets more of a spotlight in mm. these movies. Um, so we get that. We get like a, an alien invasion, which is kind of the only thing this film is like is bad about this film is it set up the precedent of being like a circle of trash in the sky. Yeah, which. <laughs> It's been a rough five years for for like New York skylines and yeah. stuff like that. But to be fair, this one does it the best. I'll, like, I'll say like out of all the ones, this one does it the best. Mm. Like, uh, Man of Steel's um, beam of light with debris is pretty good as well. Yeah, but I think this one also has like the emotion. Like you have that bit where like you yeah. think because at this point we didn't know if Robert Downey Jr. was coming back. Yeah. Like this might be his last movie, and <laughs> would it be a fitting way to go out? You know, mm. um, it's so funny as well. So, that's, yeah. everything about it, like, I was saying to Tina, like, we we watched it over two nights, because I think we watched, like, an hour and a bit, mm. and then it was, like, Tina was getting sleep. I was like, I'll watch it tomorrow, and I was worried, I was like, you know what, like, it might take a few minutes, like, I might, like, lose it, like, I might, like, have to, like, kind of build up into it, no, minute we turn it on, yeah. I was back into it already. Um, but it also has this moment in it, and I said to Tina, like, one of the scariest moments I've seen in any movie, and it's so weird to say, like, from the, like, for an Avengers film. But that moment where the Tesseract energy like explodes at the start and like an entire town basically just yeah. disappears. Terrifying. Yeah. Like it's such a like terrifying real thing. Like Um Yeah, and, and I guess we're introduced to Clint Barton as well, aren't we? We or got Bart. a little we got a little bit of him in Thor, but it was like you, like they were yeah, they were right. they were yeah. never on the set at the same time. It was so, just like they I didn't even because it had been ages since I had seen Thor, mm. the first one. And so and then it would have been ages. I don't know if I ever did a run-up, you know, to, like, Avengers either. Mm. So I just... I never even put together that that was... Him, yeah. 
Um, so we get him. Um, it's just so many good. Mm. Like the moment where they fight in the park. Like yes. before they like before they yeah. assembled. Oh, in the forest. Yeah, doth mother know you yeah, were her yeah, dreams? Yeah, yeah. I'd so forgotten good. about that line. That's so good. I didn't. I was like, oh, it's coming up. Yeah, that's really good. Um, there's the the, the oh, that scene where they're all back to back and like that panning shot in the thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I think I said last week, it's maybe one of my favorite moments in cinema history. Yeah. Like it's just like a wonderful like four second clip, mm. but just like. It, like, we use it in our theme song, actually. Like, that bit where it's like a Hulk smash. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Bit. Like, just such a perfect moment when Iron Man's, like, blasting Chitauri, yeah, swoops down, yeah. lands, yeah. fires his beams. Yeah, 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 it's so shield. good. Yeah, that's Everything, like, there's so many, like, comic book moments in this movie. Like, mm. it's unashamedly a comic book movie. Yeah. Mm. And I, I got such a big laugh. It's just such a small line as well, but I just, I just thought, oh, this is, like, this is chemistry working mm. right in front of me here when... Uh, Captain America's explaining, he's like, oh, there's a squadron, like, uh, um, on this corner or something like that, and he's just like, and they didn't invite me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so funny. I was literally just, like, laughing. Yes. I like it when they're like, oh, you want to go? Yeah, go get your suit. And then, like, there's the big crash, and they're like, go get your suit. <laughs> yeah. There's that, um, when Cap lands, and so we just said, perimeter over here, and yeah. like, Alex Flash will listen to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the guy's yeah. repeats it. Yeah, yeah. So there's perimeter over there. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really good. It's so, really, really good. Really good. And Loki and, is one of the best villains. I mean, I'll say this: like he's great, but every film he's in, Tom Hiddleston gets better. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. like, he's awesome in Thor. Better in this, I would say, arguably better in Dark World. Mm-hmm. And then his performance again: like he has maybe less to do in Ragnarok, but once again, like every time he gets to play Loki, it's like coming back to an old friend who's learned a few more tricks. Yeah. It's just like. Just fancy. Like, the dude is perfectly cast. I think we're going to, you know, have a, a sad time of it in this new Avengers film. I feel like Loki has to go at some point. Yeah. Like, but, um, so good in it. Like, the bit where Hulk just destroys him. Yeah. Puny yeah. God. Like, yeah. the, stop! Enough! I am a god! Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. And I know that, like, last year when we watched Justice League, I made the comparison. I was like, Paradin better than Tutori. Like, and I still think that, I mean, I may have said scarier. I don't know if I said better or scarier. Mm. Definitely scarier. Like, they're really cool. But the tutorial, like, still look great. Like, like even yeah, though six still, years ago, like, the CGI up. isn't too bad. Yeah. They're, um, they look, I was saying, they look kind of, like, vaguely Egyptian almost, with mm. some of the way they're, um, put together. The only CG issues I had, there were some bits with, I think, Black Widow and Hawkeye in particular, when they're, like, flying in the sky, you could, like, kind of tell it was a green screen. Yeah, yeah. But, like, not terrible. Like, just, you know, like, a bit more obvious six years on. I do love those massive. I mean, I don't know what they are. The worm, yeah, the space the, ones. Yeah. I love how they're both living tissue and technology. And yeah, yeah, I it's really like, like all that. Embedded into one. Um, mm. But that shot where uh, Mark Ruffalo like lands or whatever, and is that where he goes like Hulk smash, and you see from behind him, and he like punches it. Yeah. No. Oh no! The, the line is he finally like, rides on the bike, oh, and yeah. caps like. I think right now would be a good time for you to get angry. And he goes, that's my secret. Oh, yeah. I'm always angry. He's like looking yeah. back and, and he changes. And slow transformation. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. So yeah, good. Awesome. Uh, and then like when he catches Iron Man out of the thing yeah. and like screams at him to wake him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like Hulk is probably the best character in this movie. As much as I love all the other characters. Like, he mm. has so, like the best like funny lines and yeah. stuff in there. Um, and also one of my, my all-time favorite post credit scenes as well with the restaurant. Oh, the shawarma? Shawarma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was saying to Tina, like, you can't, t- like, a lot of people didn't know this, because they kind of made that up 
on the spot. Like, I think, like, Robert Downey Jr. like, ad-libbed the shawarma line. Mm. And, like, oh, we should just shoot it in the shawarma place. But, like, at that point, Chris Evans was shooting your favourite movie, Snowpiercer. Mm. Um, so he had, he was growing a beard, so they had to, like, put, like, a fake jaw on him. And then that's why Caps is sitting like this, like, with his fist up over his mouth. So you can't see oh, his yeah, beard, yeah. Like, or the fake mouth, whatever. Because it was shot, like, later on. Yeah. But, um... So good. And the instruction of Thanos. Like, you know, we finally yeah. get... And it's about to pay off, you know, all these years later. And I say all these years later. Six years later. Like, we've had a... Event... It feels like ten years. Yeah, it because, feels like a long time. Because there's been so many movies. But, like, think about this. Like, we had the very first ever superhero team-up movie. Like, don't... Never mind the X-Men. Like, the X-Men have always been a team. But, like, taking a different mo- person mm. from every movie and brings it. That's the first time we've ever done it. Three years later, we've got a sequel... Three years later, we've got another one, and we're going to get another one next year as well. Like, we're going to have four in, what, seven mm. years? Like, it's nuts. Yeah. These big, like, multi-hundred million dollars. Like, the budget for, in, like, this new Avengers one, they shot them back-to-back, is a billion dollars. Yeah, that is, that is ludicrous. It's crazy. I mean, it will make that back. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, to. I think, I know I said this to you when we went and saw Black Panther, but I really think that there's a chance that this new Avengers will be just be the biggest film of all time. Yeah, look, I think it could do, like, Star Wars. Like, remember when, like, Force Awakens? Like, Force mm. Awakens was a monster. Yeah. Uh, and I think it could easily do that. Yeah. Like, it'll be tough because no Marvel film has beaten the first Avengers film, although Black Panther's come surprisingly yeah. close. Pardon me. Um, but I think this could do it. Like, they haven't spoiled anything. The toys have, but, like, every <laughs> single trailer that's come out, like, they've given us so much without giving us anything. Yeah. Um, like all the campaigns been like moving it up by a week internationally was like a cool like little thing yeah. they did. Um, yeah, I think you I think you're absolutely right. Um, so what would you score this movie? Avengers out of ten. How many? What did we give it? How many baseball cards? Because we lost Colson. I know. I think I said how many bloodstained vintage Captain yeah. America baseball. I kept saying That's it right. last week. I read it like ten times. It's like ah. <laughs> oh golly. Um... Well, you know there's going to be decimals involved, so just be ready. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, there were decimals between us so as well. So, 1.00? 8.8. 8.8. 8.8. Higher than 10, a bit lower than me. After rewatching the first phase... Fa- 8.5. Oh. Okay, not bad. After rewatching the entire phase, because I've always been like, Iron Man is like... Iron Man, Avengers, and Guardians are my favourite three. Mm. After watching this phase, Avengers is clearly my favourite at the first one. Like, I ranked higher than Iron Man, so... Mm. Um, let me aggregate these scores. If you're sick of hearing the word aggregate, too bad. It's like that time I kept saying culmination. <laughs> 8.5 plus 9.5 plus 8.8. 9.5? Crikey. Yeah. I haven't gotten to like random decimals yet. I've just broken to the 0.5s. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. 9, 9. No. Wow, Okay. What did you give it? 9.5. You gave yeah. it 8.5. Um, so I thought what I might do is uh, I'm going to give you the scores of the first phase films and I'm going to do them from like lowest ranking to highest ranking mm-hmm. and that way you kind of get an idea. So uh, lowest ranking is Incredible Hulk with 6 out of 10. Then Thor with 7.23 out of 10. Then Iron Man 2 with 7.33 out of 10. I think right now that all makes sense. I think we all kind of thought that would probably be the lowest three. Mm. Uh, third is Captain America with an 8.1 out of 10. And then between Iron Man and the Avengers is 
point zero seven. Whoa. <laughs> Number two is Avengers with eight point nine three out of ten. Iron Man with a flat nine out of ten. Wow. wow. Which is pretty solid. Even with me giving it the highest score, still like those eights brought it back yeah. down. Um, but that's pretty cool. I didn't know, wasn't really sure how they would all rank, but they're all, with the exception of Hulk, they're all pretty close. That's pretty yeah, pretty good. Pretty even spread. And to be honest, I feel like I like the Avengers more than I like Iron Man one. So. I'll leave my score standing, but like it could easily be the other way around. But that's okay. I like doing it this way because I think if we have a discussion of all the movies, it's easy to kind of get caught up, which yeah. is why I like treating each film individually because then you kind of get a better idea. Like I wasn't sh- like when I first ranked when I first started doing, it, I was like, "Oh, Iron Man will be my highest ranked one. Mm. I know it will be." And then after watching Avengers, I was like, "Ah, oh, like I liked Iron Man a lot, and maybe it's got a few more like kind of emotional beats." But that film, like somewhere in the middle just drags a little bit for me whereas Avengers like was never yeah. slow for me so I gave it that little bit extra edge so it's kind of cool going through it this way um, we will talk about phase one as a whole but I think it's also fair that you finally review Black Panther because mm. you haven't had a chance to talk yeah. about it yet so you guys have done it pretty well we've done review. it I'll race through it I really really enjoyed it um, I would say that the only real negative I have on it is more it's me it's not the it's not the film. Not white enough for you. <laughs> it's whoa. Why was it called White Panther? <laughs> um, is that at this stage of the Marvel thing, I'm just a bit over origin stories. Okay. I just want. Well, I would argue this isn't really an origin story. Um, no, I think it is. It's like our introduction to Wakanda. Like he, we we got an introduction to him, but we didn't really know much about yeah. him. So this was like his first. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. With the I guess with the like the the purple heart, the purple flower and stuff. It's not necessarily his origin, but it's like if you never knew how to become a black Panther, yeah. this is how you do it. Like, um, but there were some things I really really loved. Loved his like, I saw it a while ago, so I don't know the terminology. But he's like guards. So uh, the um, Dora Milaje, the the board ladies. Yeah, yeah, super they were cool, badass. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, I love and everything. Really good, awesome yeah, in strong. that weird like skin. Well, he cut himself every time, yeah. like Mr. Zaz. Yeah. That's a Batman reference. Sick reference. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. And um, I love Wakanda. Like, it's almost my favourite place in the MCU now. Isn't it funny? Like, we're talking... I heard someone talking about... It. I feel like it's African Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's totally that vibe. I heard someone talking about it. Someone was saying that, like, we've had three Thor films... And two of them, we spend a whole bunch of time at Asgard. And I feel like I know Wakanda <laughs> better than Asgard after mm. one movie. Because like, yeah. you spend so much time, they make a big deal out of the culture and all the tribal stuff. Whereas in Asgard, it's like, look how pretty it is. Let's yeah. go into a throne room. Like, um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Wakanda's awesome. Like, yeah. I love all that. Love the technological aspect. I love your sister. Like, Shuri, I think, is one of the best yeah, characters. Yeah, she's great. Mm. Um, we said it, I think I said it when we did the review, but... I could totally see her becoming the new Iron Man. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because in the comics, she does become the Black Panther at one point. But with Robert Downey Jr. probably leaving at the end of this phase, like why? Like in the comics right now, Iron Man is a fifteen-year-old black girl. So why not just make Shuri? Yeah. Like she has the technological know-how. She even had guns on her hand yeah. at the end of that movie. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty killer film, man. Like even second time round, there was never a moment where I was like, "Yeah, this is a bit slow." Like. I love the bit where they're in the museum and they're trying to find the vibranium and at one point Michael B. Jordan pulls up that mask and oh, yeah. Claw's like, don't tell me that's vibranium too. 
And he goes, no, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> and just rocks that mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that was great. it's surprisingly funny as well. Because like, I would say it's one of the more serious films. Maybe only less serious than a Captain America mm. film. Because Cap ones are pretty serious. Yeah. Especially once you hit like Winter Soldier. Like, it's pretty yeah, like... yeah. There's not much joking around. Um, Claw is really, really good. I would say underutilized though. Like, I think we were talking about when we reviewed it. I was like, the way I would have done it. I know you can't do it because sequels and Infinity War, so it's spoiler, I would have had Claw be the main villain and I would have the last scene of that movie have like, Claw gets defeated and the last scene of the film is Killmonger throwing T'Challa off the waterfall. Mm. That would be how I would end it and then like, because we know he's coming back for Infinity War anyway, so it's not like, oh, is he dead? Is he alive? But I think maybe, I think maybe Claw's just supposed to be like the a little henchman? peaks of, yeah, he's just a henchman. He's mm. just a minion and it's the little peaks of Climax before you reach the full climax. I agree, but we also like killed two pretty great villains in that movie. Mm. I, mean, I don't know if Claw was that great a villain. Michael B. Jordan's death was really, really well done. Yeah. The way that he was defeated in combat and then. Mm. Yeah, and he has that beautiful moment like watching the sunset. And like you're almost like, a lot of people have said, like, he's not even really a villain. Like, you can see his point of view. He's like, mm. I get it. Like, you know, you, this is meant to be this kind of home of everyone like of all these African Americans and all like the people who were kind of sold out of Africa and they refused to help their own yeah. unless they live within Wakanda um, so you can kind of see why he would be frustrated like mm. maybe the idea he had wasn't right but you're yeah. like I get it um, one of the more complicated like along the same lines of Vulture in Spider-Man like you absolutely knew his motivations and you were like I get it I wouldn't mm. do it myself but yeah, if I got if me and my friends got knocked out of a job because the government took over, mm. I'd want mine. Like I get it. Um, yeah, it's really good, and it makes me look forward to we're gonna get a whole lot more Wakanda in Infinity War yeah. as well. So most of the shots are either New York or Wakanda. So yeah. Um, um, I don't know what else I could mention. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't really like written stuff down for a review. Yeah, I kind of sprung it on you. Um, no, that's all right. Um, I wasn't apologising. Yeah, we should. <laughs> uh, I just love, love the action of like when he's in the Black Panther suit. I think it's probably one of the coolest. Yeah, like it's up there with Iron Man mm. as like the coolest bits of tech. Like it's really. Cool. It's what well, it's funny. Like it's even more advanced. Like in those trailers for Infinity War, we see like now his suit materializes around him. Black Panther got there first. He has yeah. the yeah. necklace, and part of me was like, I wonder whether like Shuri shared that tech with Tony Stark. Yeah. Like maybe. She was like, hey, you can fit it all in like a necklace or whatever. Yeah. Or a bracelet, like maybe, or a watch or something. Yeah. Because if everyone's walking around with necklaces that turn to suits, it's a bit much. But, um, and we also know that now Wakanda are sharing their secrets. Like, yeah. they're like, we're going to reveal our technology, which is why we see Bucky with a vibranium arm and Cap with, I assume, two vibranium shields. Yeah. Like, Get that man a shield. Get mm. that man a shield. Um, and did you notice the sort of parables between that, the end of this, and Iron Man 1? Like, the press conference? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But at, at the same time, it didn't feel like Iron Man at all. Like, that's why I liked it so much. Because people, like, again, like, talk about the cookie-cutter nature of these movies and how they're all kind of the same. And I do disagree. But, like, this, I was like, this is the least Marvel-feeling Marvel film of all. Mm. Like, this was the least like it. Like, the violence is brutal. Like, that fight scene, you might not get much blood, but when Killmonger and T'Challa are fighting on the waterfall... He's just cutting him again yeah, and again. Yeah. Like, it's so brutal. And then just throws, like, pitches the dude over a waterfall. Like, mm. it's nuts. Um, yeah, it's a solid flick. 
had a really good time with it. Very good. So what is your score? How many purple flowers out of 10 will you um, give this one? I'm going to give it a 7.8. 7.8. The lowest score out of the three of us. Mm. Oh, give me a second and I will tally the scores so we have a... Because this, this will also count as our Road to Infinity War because this film won't be out on Blu-ray by yeah. the time Infinity War comes out. In like a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. We gave it a grand total of 8.26 recurring out of 10. Oh, pretty strong. A lot of recurrings in these. So mm. yeah, it is actually our third highest ranked movie so far. Fall short of only Avengers and Iron Man. Um, I said we were going to do a look back on Phase 1, but let's be honest, we did this for an hour and a half. We've managed to like yeah. really milk a show out of nothing this week. <laughs> Um, so we are going to let it, we're going to kill it now. Um, that is uh, just about it for this, our last episode for a while. Um, we may upload stuff while we're away, I'm not sure. That'll really depend on our internet connections and if we're awake, because mm. <laughs> we'll be traveling a lot. Uh, do you have anything you guys want to plug before we go? Um, my own stuff. Go for it. Tina's Hair and Beauty. And I have been starting to listen to um, a new Harry Potter podcast called The Quibbler Podcast, mm-hmm. and it is very, very good. So if you're a fan of Harry Potter, um, I recommend that. Yes. And also, we can't really technically announce it yet, but there may be a new show in the works. It's in very, very early development stages, but there may be a new show coming. Since my idea one? Yes. Yes. When we get back. No, no, we can't say like That's what we can say at the moment, because we don't have a team assembled yet. Uh, our very own Avengers, but there is talks yeah, of uh, right. there is talks of building something. So hopefully, we can never get more than two shows running on this network at a time. And even now, it's just the one because Twidcast isn't really active at the moment. Yeah. But hopefully, we'll get that going. Maybe we can build some other shows <laughs> as well. Um, Nick, do you have anything you want? No, no. Owenovsky on Instagram and Twitter. You don't have Twitter. They know it. They know yeah. it by now. Uh, I am James Chalmers Seven on all forms of social media. Why uh, seven? Because the first time I ever created a profile, like the first six were taken. Yeah. And the, and James, I wanted James Chalmers, and it wasn't there. And like the, after the first one, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna keep the seven. That works the same all the time. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget to check our website. And it's the most magical number. That's mm. why I did it. Yeah. Um, and Beckham as well. Uh, okay. Don't forget to check our website, pastoremotepod.wordpress.com. There's nothing new up there. I haven't posted in a while. There's been some stuff going on, which we haven't really talked about. Um, we may talk about at some stage, but right now we're not going to. Uh, but I haven't been able to post, so that's. Basically, but there are some reviews and breakdowns. The Road to Infinity War, I think, up to Captain America is written. So feel free to read those, leave comments, or contact us on our Facebook page. Um, this is the last, yeah, yeah well, assembly of us for about a month. Bon voyage, good voyage. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. We'll be back with stories and all sorts of stuff. Yes, well, you'll be going somewhere quite magical. We are. Absolutely. Touring uh, Paris for uh, like f- five days, I think, yep. then six days in London. And two weeks driving around Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow, and then rest of the tour in Scotland. Mm. Glasgow. Going to say Glasgow. Glasgow, and then we add in Edinburgh. We're going we'll to, to be eat, very snooty Edinburgh. Yeah. Mm. Eat one of those famous deep fried Mars bars. Oh yeah. I never did that so, when I was there. You can get them here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it yourself, yeah. really. But like, um, they are responsible the for the fudge figure I have right yeah. now. They have this fudge house on the Royal Mile, and it's like. Oh, it's the best fudge I've ever had in my life. We're going the, onto the Golden Mile as well, aren't we? The one from um, 
World's End? Golden Mile, that's, no, that's but we'll point. go to the World's End pub. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do, do the Golden Mile, but no. we're well, going to drink mile. nine pints or no. whatever it is, ten pints. <laughs> we'll or... go to the World's End pub in We're going to do that. We're going to be staying uh, on, literally on Loch Ness. Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. We've got monster-proof windows, so mm. we're all yeah. good. Um, we're going to be going to Alnwick Castle, where they filmed Harry Potter. Oh, that's one of the real yeah. highlights. I'm excited for yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And you can do, like, broomstick training like no shit you can do broomstick training in the same field that they did yeah. the broomstick training in. and we're going to go to Wells um, where they shot Hot Fuzz where they shot Hot Fuzz also, and, um, also the birthplace of Edgar Wright which yeah. is why he shot it there ah. Stonehenge yeah. do you just see my itinerary was reading <laughs> yeah. Stonehenge yeah we're doing a bunch of stuff yeah. so it's mm-hmm. uh, really should be a pretty pretty fun time I'm just jealous of you guys for a number of things but like um oh, you know, if you you, I think you say you're going to be driving around a bit, aren't you? Driving yeah. around Scotland, yeah. yeah. Like mm. that's like the dream. Like in the Scottish mm. Islands, you can just stop and have some like tea and scones. scones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like you oh, can't yeah. have any whiskey when you're driving though, because it's zero complete zero oh, alcohol good. content yeah. in your bloodstream. It's not a. That's is... a pretty intelligent thing. Going to hit Forbidden yes, Planet, absolutely. London's biggest, most famous comic book store. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to some French comic book stores. Mm. La Super Hero. Yeah, the, that is one of them. Tintin. So. Tin. Yeah. Hergé or Hergé? He, he, oh, he's Belgian, but I think he speaks French. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's mm. going to do it. We'll be back in a month. We may have some little updates on the way, but definitely a full-fledged show in a month. It'll probably be the, in fact, that'll be the week before Avengers comes out. So shit, we got some watching to do on the plane. I think mm. I'll load up a USB and we can watch them on our flight. Yeah, but there might be some new stuff out on the plane. Email, yeah. Like I probably won't watch them on the uh, plane. Yeah, right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that is going to do it. Say good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. That's past the this week. See you in a month. Ish. <laughs> See ya. Bye.